Hello, hello, welcome to the Eddie Conversation Podcast, episode number 21. My name is Eddie V. Hill, and I am your host. This week on the podcast, I had the pleasure of speaking with an old friend. Um, she's not old, but we've known each other for a little bit. It was great to catch up. It's been a little while. We talk acting, Los Angeles living, plenty of other stuff. But before we get into that, I do want to remind you that this podcast is available in video form as well. If you do want to watch along versus just listen, you can find it on YouTube there by searching the Eddie Conversation podcast. And if you are a fan of the show, uh, please consider leaving a review, subscribe, rate, whatever platform you're listening on. That would be awesome. Thank you so much. And uh, yeah, let's just get right into it. Episode number 21 featuring Ansley Hutchinson. All right, great. Thanks for uh, thanks for being here. Yeah, thanks for having me. It's just, it's yes, just... yes. And you are Ansley Hutchinson. I am Ansley Hutchinson. I would define you as actor, uh-huh. or do you? How do you feel about actor actress? Then that whole. Um, I I really have never. I mean, when I was younger, I had a big opinion on it. I was like, I'm an actor. You know, you don't call them direct tresses. But now it's like, yeah, I am what I ain't. <laughs> just call me actor actress i have no preference what do you go by now director podcaster? Oh, I, was, I, was, I was like i don't i'm not an actor Mr. I, was <laughs> uh, I go by um director uh-huh. director and script supervisor are my uh my go-tos so depending on which chair i'm sitting in or which hat i have on that day got it determines who i am and my entire personality for a few hours at least. For a few days. Oh. Or large sections of days. Large, on sec- end. large chunks of time are just missing from my memory. Yeah. From my- exactly. Okay, so acting. Yes, acting. <laughs> I wanted to talk to you about your. I like to look off in different directions. So. You're fine. I have ADHD, so I always look in different directions when people talk to me. Great. So you moved to L.A. from Reno. Yes, Reno, Nevada. So similar story here. Uh-huh. You were here before I was. Technically, yes, for college. And yeah. then I dropped out. And then I got back in, yes. which you advised me heavily against. I remember this. I was like, Eddie, I think I want to go back to college. And you were like, don't do it. Don't do it. Maybe don't do it. I don't remember what I said specifically, but... <laughs> it, or, was, it was your very subtle, like, mm. <laughs> may not be the best call for you. Or even if... I don't even know if you asked for my opinion or if I just was being unsolicited. you just gave it. Okay. But I think it was a normal flow, you know? Okay, so let's talk... I want to... Let's talk about that for starters. Okay. Because I like to think about the pursuit of the creative ventures and people moving to LA with the dream and not really knowing what to expect when they get there or having expectations or like all that kind of stuff. So let's, let's hear a little bit about the, the, the Ansley story. The Ansley story. Cause they've already heard the Eddie, the Eddie story. Well, we'll get to that. We'll get to that. We got three hours. Uh, well, honestly, like the first time I came down here, like, well, my mom grew up in, uh, What's the beach by Redondo? Oh, I can't believe I'm blanking on this. Torrance. She grew up in Torrance. Mm. Uh, And so we would always come down and like visit California and stuff. So it wasn't like super 
strange. I mean, it was strange because for once, when I was in California, my mom wasn't like right next next to me. Um, but I was only eighteen then, and then when I moved, moved down here, that was when it was the most jarring because I mm -hmm. no longer had like roommates or anything to really do. It was just me and my room in the house of a lady I didn't know very well. It probably didn't like me very much. Uh, and I didn't have any friends, so I would just go work at Starbucks, and I would then go to a free improv class down in uh, Hollywood. It was right off of Hollywood Boulevard. That's where I met some of my uh, first, like, L.A. friends. Mm -hmm. um, but, yeah, it was really kind of shocking. Like, I don't know. I didn't expect it to be easy. I don't think any of us have the jaded opinion that we come here, and it's just going to be like, ha. Ah. I don't know. I think some people do have oh. that opinion. Oh. But you're okay. You you had you had the foresight of knowing it wasn't yeah, going to be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, th that's what they told us the most. I feel like for me at least, is they were always told like it's going to take ten years. It's going to take a long time. And I'm like, great. I mean, do it in five. Like, <laughs> yeah. I knew it would take a minute. I just don't know how long. But I I would say I have a much firmer grasp on life here and like at least what I need to do for this chasing the dream thing. Like I I don't know. It was just really scary when we first got here, but. I don't know. It's been like three years now. So I don't So know. you were, the, which part of town did? I was in La Cunada, Flint Ridge, like right off of Eagle Rock area. So like 30 minutes west of Pasadena. So mm. I was like close, like the Americana, like 24 minutes away from Americana. Okay. You know what I mean? I know Pasadena. Everyone knows Pasadena. <laughs> All right. So what was the... You mentioned the living situation. Yeah. You mentioned improv classes. Yes. What, were you going to college initially at that time too? No. So I went to uh, Shmount Shank Ferries. I don't want to get in trouble if I say the real name, so I won't. Um, just in case, you know. Sure. Just in case. Protect legal liabilities. Um, I think I knew you then too. Or no, I, I started hanging out with you when I moved down here the second time. But, so I was mm -hmm. in school for that. I was doing film, but I wanted to do acting, and they had basically, I know, that's a weird thing. To well, she's air quoting if you're not watching the video. <laughs> so when she says film air quotes, I Well, got because I, I was only there for acting. I, I wanted nothing to do with like, um, like I didn't want to, I don't know, I'm not a like, movie person. I have really bad attention. Like, so it was really, really hard for me. Um, but then I dropped out, dropped out. I don't even know what you would really call it. I left. I wasn't intending to go back to college. And I went back to Reno for the holidays, as you do. And I was like, okay, well, I want to be back in L.A. Um, so I kind of need to get back there. So then I moved in with my loose friend's aunt. I didn't really know either of them very well. But I moved in with her aunt. I rented a room in her house. And then I was not in college, but I was miserable. So I was like, I guess I'll go back to college. Like, I guess I'll give it a try. So I applied on a whim. And then my mom was like, hey, there's a big acceptance letter here for you. Do you what do, what's that about? And I was like, oh, yeah. It's just impulsive. I don't know. I may not go. And then I've been in school for three years. So. Okay. So let's dig into that a little bit. Yes. So what? why? Why what? So you mentioned, you, okay, what was your, you said you were miserable. Yeah. And you applied because you're like, I guess I'll just go to college then. Yeah. So I what was, was the, what was, how did that? I don't know. I think I just kind of, like, I know it sounds really drastic because I was 19 and had only been here for a few months, but, like, life, at least, like, the day-to-day -day had gotten so monotonous and, like, I was so lonely and just didn't know what I was doing. And I had started auditioning pretty early, like, because my agent would send me out for some good things, but it was, like, 
it was like I didn't know anybody and I would try to connect with the other actresses. But of course there's distrust there and of course there's competitive nature there. And so it was hmm. just like, it was like being back in middle school almost, except you didn't get to go home and like, I don't know, like talk to your mom about your day. Not that I do that anyway. Um, sure. But it, it was just, it was just, I, w I wasn't ready yet. I think, I think I needed to be here at 19 to realize what the city is really like, to understand like, oh, you need thicker skin to be here. And so I think that college was kind of my buffer to that at least, or at least it was something because I didn't have a plan and I wasn't booking and I was miserable and I was like, I don't want to do this anymore and I don't know what to do and I need someone to tell me what to do. And I was like, okay, what would mm -hmm. I like to do? If there was nothing I had to worry about, if I'm not worrying about time constraints, I'll go back to college because I do love to learn. I really, really do. And so I enrolled and then I got into the acting program there and it's actually been like one of the best decisions of my life. Like I, I have learned so much and met the best people. And just literally the only thing I regret is this last semester because I feel like at, at the end of winter, I was like, okay, I'm ready to go now. Like, let's do this thing. Mm -hmm. I'm gunning for it. Let's go. And then you just got to wait to graduate. And like, I don't even want to do it. So you don't want to graduate. No, I want to graduate. I just like, it's too, I'm, the classes a... we've done are redundant at this point. Like, like we're getting information from different industry professionals, but it's wrong. Like, hmm. like based on what I've seen and what I know, at least for entry into the industry, this man is giving us advice based on like how we would be if we were already established in the industry. And it's like, that's not, and he keeps telling everybody we're all good enough to get Oscars and like stuff. And I'm like, you've got to be a little realistic here, buddy. Like, I, I don't think I, we need to stop this. We need to stop this toxic, um, you're all doing great because I can't take it. So I'm ready to go. But I love it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'm trying to think about. Well, you didn't. Well, I remember I talked to you firstly about wanting to go back to school because I was, you were my closest friend when I was going through my little breakup. Uh, mm -hmm. So. <laughs> mm -hmm. I remember telling you, like, I think I want to go back to school. And you were like, hmm. Yeah, because I'm, I'm of the mindset, and I'm not a good, like, pretender of, like, I'm like, I didn't, I don't Do what makes you happy. I don't have the ability to really say, oh, yeah, it sounds like a great idea. Like, I don't, I can't do that. So I probably settled with the, uh, uh, let's think about that for a second. And I said, okay. <laughs> and I said, no, fuck you. <laughs> no, no, I, I like how... Because it makes sense that if, if you are in this state of like flux and not really sure what to do, it is the simplification of like, all right, give me a system and that'll buy me some time to fill out the city mm -hmm. and to make some friends and get that established. It does, it does make sense. It was it the just... buffer I needed. I just, I wasn't ready the way that you were ready because I feel like you, you came down for that like workshop that you did. That mm -hmm. was for script supervising. Was it like two months? You were down here for like yeah, two months the first yeah, time? Yeah, it was forever. Now you're down here for a minute and you just were ready to go. Like you, I had been in the city longer than you and you were like, I'm going to go do this, this, and this and you can come if you want. And I was like, yeah, I'd like to come. <laughs> like, what do you mean? Like, that sounds awesome. But you came down here and I feel like, I mean, you just, granted you had a few years on me, but like still, like you knew what you were doing and what you wanted to do and how you were going to perceive it and even if you didn't you faked it to the point where I was like that's just Eddie he knows what he's doing oh, he's a guy sweet. yeah glad 
So it's just yeah. different for everybody. I needed the buffer. You were gunning for it, ready to go. Now I'm gunning for it, ready to go. Yeah, yeah. Because I mean, I did, I did the thing where I bought, I bought my time in Reno for a long time. I felt like in hindsight, I was there doing the film stuff for like four or five years. I know, because you're one of the big Reno like filmmakers. That's how we know we've been in it for too long. 2013 was when I made my jump into pursuing it, and then I moved in 2018. So it was like five years of mental mm. prep and all that kind of stuff. So I was like, well, mm. yeah. So it's every, yeah, different different paths, different journeys. So now you're ending, okay, you're nearing the end. Mm -hmm. I don't know what to, where to, you're up to a lot. And uh, in terms of like, how, I don't know. What do you want to talk about? I don't know. What do you there, want to talk There's about? like, there's a lot. I'm curious. I, I can monologue. <laughs> I'm sure you'd love to listen to that. I'm curious about hearing about the, the COVID learning and the transition to that. Oh, yeah. Because um, I know that's been kind of yeah. not uh, ideal is the <clears throat> nice way of putting it. Yeah. Well, if it had to happen any year of my life, I think senior year is the best and also most unfortunate year for it to happen to. It's the best because for the curriculum we were learning, because most of the industry is moving to self tapes and like mm -hmm. online auditions and readings and stuff. So for us to have my beautiful professor, Alexandra Wright's class, who's an incredible actress, if you ever need one, she's seriously phenomenal. Mm -hmm. Um, she taught our entire class, like, basically, here's how you self-tape, here's how you slate. And this is basic stuff you should know. And But it was, like, hearing it from Alex, who's done this for a minute, and, like, with solid examples. Like, she would give us ridiculously hard self-tape submission instructions to see if we could follow them. And then if she didn't, she was like, they wouldn't cast you. They wouldn't even call you back. They wouldn't watch your tape. And it was just, it's interesting because, obviously, online learning sucks. I hate it. Okay, I like having my own time, but I can't sit still and I can't focus for long enough periods of time. It drives me crazy. So it's kind of useless for a lot of my education. However, for the one class where we had to learn about essentially breaking into the industry, it was really, really useful. Mm. But what did, what like happened like from your perspective? Because I was in college, so I got sent home to Reno. Were you stuck here during the initial COVID? Yeah, like in March? Yeah, yeah I was here. Hmm. You didn't leave? No, I, I, okay, because I, my situation was I was having the best year of my, <laughs> of my, of my freelance LA life. Right. Beautiful, it was going beautifully. And I had a feature lined up for the end of March, uh, a nice, a nice gig. Mm. And when the lockdowns happened, I'm like, well, we don't know how long it's going to be. I'm just going to hunker down. I moved into this new spot during that transition since I had all the extra money from all the, the good gigs and stuff. I'm like, all right, sweet. I can move into a new spot, get settled in, be shopping around while everybody's kind of afraid to be out in the world. Just get it. And uh, I'm like, well, yeah, the, the, the shoot's just going to get pushed back like a, a few weeks or whatever. Oh, I remember thinking it's only going to be two weeks. Yeah. Like, so, it's not that bad. Yeah. So then I stayed here and... Um, Work, live, uh... And have you seen the industry like come back to life since then? Because I know there's stuff happening, but I know that's happening on like, like a, like a like Warner Bros is functioning again, Paramount's sure, functioning sure. again. But like, what about I don't know, like the independent like freelance artists that are out here? I just has, has it started I, to come back to no, life? No, I feel like it's the because currently we are in February, twenty twenty one. Twenty twenty one. So from my perspective, it it does feel like. 
the, the big industry studios that have the ability to afford all, all of the, the COVID tests, the daily three tests, times a week. Like those are the people that are back. Yeah. And the indie side is struggling to figure out what's going on. And uh, I'm getting, you know, I, I haven't, I probably worked like seven days in the last few months. <laughs> it's been crazy. Probably more than that, maybe eight. <laughs> maybe at least nine and a half. Yeah. I worked a half day somewhere in there. So I, I've really been getting into the uh, the Zen state of just like, all right, the art of doing nothing. Let's sit here and enjoy silence. I feel that because you know me. You know I can't stop talking. Mm -hmm. You know I'm always going. Yeah. COVID killed me for the first part. And I know that was like universal for like the world. Except for the anti-maskers who did not, whatever. We digress. Um, <laughs> oh <my> God, <laughs> COVID was oh pretty cool because I feel like, I don't know, it definitely was like a really reflective period of like, oh God. Self-reflective? Yeah, well, it's like the superficial stuff that like kept me distracted isn't here anymore. So like, what do mm. I do now? What can I do now? Who am I? What am I? What I, am I learned I? piano. That was, that was what I did. Oh, really? Yeah, I taught myself. It was really fun. It's really hard. I'm not good, but I love it. Nice. Yeah, because you would, is it safe to describe you as an extrovert? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's like one, I feel like that's, <laughs> sorry, yes, originally, but now with COVID, I'm like, huh. well, not even with COVID, just like the time alone. I'm like, I don't want to see anybody. <laughs> okay. I feel like I should be worried, but also I'm not. An introverted extrovert? Yes, if that is a thing. So I, I think I'm, I'm the you're an extroverted introvert? Yeah. I would agree with that. Yeah. I would think that that is an absolute balance. It's like your alignment. Like, I would say you're like, I don't know, like, lawful good, maybe, true neutral. Mm. Who knows? Mm. But I just learned about those. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Do you know what you are? No. Oh, I'm chaotic neutral. I'm not a fan of label. I'm just oh kidding. Oh, my God. They're <laughs> so fun, though. You know what? That sounds like such a type four thing to say. Have you taken the Enneagram yet? Mm -hmm. You have? No. I don't even know what that is. Oh, my God. You need to. I mean, I guess you don't need to. What Actors is it called? The en Enneagram. The Enneagram. <laughs> e N N E A G R A M T E S T. Okay. Test. So what is this? What does this do? Why is it useful? And it, honestly, it's not. I mean, I guess it, it's useful. It's it just, just like fun? it's like the Myers Briggs, but on crack. Like if I had to describe it as anything, because you take you take like a long test. Like it's a long test. It's like I think 14 pages of different questions and you answer them and basically this test will calculate based on what you've put in and it's all like how you dealt with conflict as a child, how you deal with conflict now, how you respond to different stimuli and it's, it's obviously based on your responses and not all the answers are 100% correct. But then after that it like tells you percentage wise like where you lie on this chart of 1 to 9 and 1 mm -hmm. to 9 each number has like a different name because it represents a different like mental group of people. So from one to nine, there's all different names. I'm eight, which is known as the challenger. So growing up quickly, stubborn, quick to anger, quick to the point, but very passionate, very defensive for other people and for themselves, very hard to get to. So I'd say you're a four because you're like, I don't like labels, which makes you sound... Well, it's a joke. <laughs> like it's the individualist. Joke. <laughs> it's a joke. No, I but know. seriously. I would say you're probably a three wing two. A three wing two. I'm also a Virgo. <laughs> Wait, are you really? Yeah. What time were you born? Don't tell me that. Don't tell me that. I don't remember. Where were you born? Uh, Albuquerque. 
New Mexico. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, interesting. Wow. Does that, does that matter? In terms I mean, if of I like, were going to calculate your birth chart, yeah. In relation to like the moon? Yeah. Placement? Well, it's because if you wanted to get your birth chart, I'd have to know what time you were born. But you yeah, don't yeah. know. And I, quite frankly, well, don't give people your birth time. Oh, I have. I did that on the podcast this other... Okay. Yeah. So <laughs> you shouldn't have. Because... I don't know. It's a superstition thing. Well... Okay. I mean, it just... No, no, sure, I also got sure. into astrology over quarantine, if you get into... okay. I feel like everyone did, though. What's the weird quarantine hobby you picked up? Did you? I don't... Knitting. No, I don't... Basketball. Okay, because look, with, with quarantine, mm -hmm. I'm already used to big breaks of nothingness in between gigs. So right. it's like, it's the same thing. I don't have to pick up baking the least dough rising thing. What, like sourdough bread? <laughs> yeah, I don't have to do the sourdough thing. I don't have to. Like, I just I just do more. I guess what, it's not, okay, maybe it's not, I don't feel like it's a weird thing, but it is kind of weird. Because I did pick up the uh, the cold shower. Um, okay, but that's not weird habit. because I've been wanting to try that. What's holding you back? Uh, not wanting to be cold. Because <laughs> it's, it's not that bad. You take your normal shower and then you end with a nice 30 seconds of cold and it's torture for the first month and then it's you like You did well, that shit for a month? I'm still doing it. And yeah. have you noticed, let's let's see, what are the results? Have you noticed any positive changes? Do you feel different? I, all, I don't know. I don't know. I really don't know. That's fair. I, I can tell with the shower. I, when I go to the cold now, like the cold isn't... As cold? Like, it's just not as cold. You should, when you go back to Reno, though, you should really just jump into Tahoe to see if you've conditioned yourself That's... in any... No, it's not. No, it's not. <laughs> I wonder. I wonder if it is. Well, yeah, Tahoe's it, freezing, but, like, what, how would you, would you adapt better based on your training? I would hope so. I would also hope so. But it's also, because, of course, getting into a lake is an all-encompassing cold where a shower is, like, you know, it's a little bit weak sauce. That's a weird lame word to use <laughs> in comparison because you only get hit from like one side and it's only cold in this I one see. section. And in the lake, nowhere is safe. It's like all at once. And that's the real training, the uh, the polar bear club uh, kind of stuff. I can't, I can't. I really don't know how I'd casually swim in Tahoe when it was like freezing outside and in the water. Mm -hmm. That's what upsets me most. As a child, I was fearless and I was ruthless and I let that die. Yeah. And I should have I saved it. Yeah. Shucks. Shucks. But but I do I guess one thing that I was thinking about during during the early stages was thinking about stuff that that I don't like that I can work towards of like maybe I don't have to hate this thing anymore and it can actually become a strength. So like the cold showers one, I I I got into teas for the first time. So nice. I drink tea now. Do you, how long did that one take? Because I have wanted to like tea for. A but something about the water, and then you have to let it steep, and then it's just not worth it for me anymore. What do you mean? Like, what, you brew the tea. Yeah. Well, you, 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 brew, you heat up the water first. You let that sucker get hot, and then you put the tea in, and you have to let it sit. And it's just never, like, as rewarding for me as, like, coffee is. Like, it's not well, an instant. Well, it's, it's, it's all about, so I don't, I don't technically do it for... Caffeine? The caffeine. Oh, you just do it for the taste. I always do, because I'm, I'm a big fan of... I drink hot chocolate a lot. 
<laughs> I forgot that detail about you. So. Okay. When I go to a coffee shop, back in back in the before back times, in, yes. I don't do coffee because I don't I don't whatever whatever I'm like because your words you don't want to be the person on set. This was either you or my other friend who doesn't drink coffee on well, set. Sounds like me. He so said funny. I don't want to be the person on set who like needs coffee and is upset when it's not there. It's true. I don't want to need something to have energy in the morning, and I don't want. To have That's to need fair. something to that gets me frustrated externally on like that kind of stuff. I do drink so. like five cups of coffee, like my my little one iced coffee right there. Mm -hmm. I would like three more. Yeah. So what I would do when I go out for for uh, for a coffee or something, like I'm like, well, there's hot chocolate, which is a nice pastime and very nostalgic, and it's always really good and yummy, and it's a nice treat. Um, so like during quarantine, when I had I had some, I had like a big box of like the Swiss or like Nestle chocolate, yeah. like the powder. So whenever I would like want a snack, I would just have like a hot chocolate or something. And I'm like, this is a lot of sugar, and I really just want the heat sensation. It's kind of what I'm after. I so I'm see. like, what other options are out there? That's kind of really smart because there are some times when I'm like, I'm not hungry. I don't want to be eating, but I need something. Mm -hmm. Maybe I should try tea. Because mm. usually I just make more coffee <laughs> mm. or decaf mm. coffee. Decaf coffee at night before I go to bed. That was a big thing I did in Virginia. Me and Rose, we would make decaf coffee and then mix it with our favorite oat milk creamer. And it would be like a cheers, bestie. And we yeah. go to bed. Nice. But there was a phase before tea. <laughs> I think this is how it came up because mm -hmm. it was like, I, I think I posted to Facebook and I was like, hey, everybody, like. What's your favorite tea? No, not even that. I was like, oh my gosh. Just hot water is actually pretty good by itself. I've really been enjoying just drinking hot water. And then somebody was like, Eddie, there is a thing called oh, tea. Yeah. And I was like, oh my gosh, now is the perfect time to just like. So I should condition myself with hot water first and then work my way up to teas. Because it's better than nothing. I agree with you. Well, I also think if I'm mm. anticipating the warm water, then I'll be surprised when it's like a little tangy. I'm like, oh. Sometimes tea actually is not tasty. I know. That's why I don't drink it often. So, okay. So what I do now too for, I don't know, that's not really, I don't feel like it's that interesting. But I am, <laughs> believe it or not, very when, interesting. When I drink tea now, the thing that I want to not, it's similar to the coffee thing. Like I like the idea of drinking tea without any like additional flavor to mm -hmm. it like I don't add honey or I don't add the, the sugar packet I'd like to be that person it's just straight tea and it was really gross at first but now it's like it's not bad so is it kind of like wine where like I, I see adults drink red wine and I'm like god that tastes like acquired like an acquired taste yeah I think so that's definitely a thing I've been doing a lot lately was just like, I, I, like I wonder if I just don't flavor my food and I can save money on ingredients. Eddie! And then it's like, oh my gosh, there's actually the flavor. Oh my, oh my God, oh my God. Wait, I hate that I hate this idea, but I love it. Wait, no, that's actually kind of, because you, it's like, it's like, I read this book when I was younger, it's this dude and he was like complaining about his wife snoring too much, like in the middle of the night. And he was like, God, you snore like a freaking horse. And she was like, bring the cow in here to sleep. And he was like, what? And so she got like all the barn animals inside and it was so noisy that he was like, okay, 
fine. And this was like a month long mm, process, mm. right? And so then he kicks them all out and he sleeps fine. And he wakes up the next morning and he goes, I slept fine. And she goes, but my snoring doesn't bug you now. And that just reminds me. Correct. What should I? What should I disappoint myself with that eventually I'll get to enjoy again? Maybe I should just cut out coffee. Mm, no, that, that's that's a hard one. I'm not doing it. The thing, you could do the shower thing. But like, you could do. I go for walks every day, really long walks. That's it. Because what I mean, what I feel like what we're talking about is this just routine, routine building, right? Like you're adding right. stuff to your daily routine that is going to become the norm. So and maybe if I walk, run. Well, it, then I'll it, it, it depends run. on what the objective is. Like, yeah, what, what we have to we have to establish that if we're going to keep talking about my long term routine well, goals. I don't have any. Okay, great. Maybe it'll come back. We'll come back to that. We'll put a pin in it. Sidebar. Come so back I, around, I wanted pick to it up. I wanted to ask about. You're currently a part of a play. Yes. And I don't know how that works with, like you were kind of talking about, we're trying to set up this podcast sesh, and you mentioned there's like virtual rehearsals. Like I don't quite, yes. from my like director brain, I'm trying to figure out on like how that works for a theater production when it's designed to be like blocking. Immersive like, I don't, I don't, I don't know how it works. Yeah, so it's hard because, I don't know, it's more film than theater. It's Winter's Tale, mm. so it's, theater but the way that we are going to make it work is we are all going to set it up and this is how the bfa operated this entire year is they sent us like light kits and like green screens which is great super appreciative and we film ourselves and then we're going to upload it to a file and they're going to edit all the clips together yeah it's a lot i feel really bad for them i don't think they understand how much work it's going to be for winter's tale but how the rehearsals are working is we don't get our rehearsal schedule until literally the day before. I don't know why they like to keep us in the dark. I find it really disrespectful to our time, but I digress. Um, and so we get there. They moved our rehearsal time from 7 to 6.15 because they gave us Saturdays off. So now we have an extra hour during the week when we have school and stuff to do, but that's fine. Um, whatever. And so we get there at like 6.15 and we just literally work through each scene and so we have like a tentative block schedule for what we're going to work that night mm -hmm. how long it takes we don't know and so it's it's more of like last night we did a lot of blocking for like how to enter and when to exit your box but it's only for the big scenes like the prologue scene and this courtroom scene and so really we're just working like the dialogue of it and like you'd be surprised how well you can actually connect with people through zoom like it's honestly shocking how powerful some of this stuff is like, I cry every time we do this one scene. We Like, it's just, I think it's a testimony also to the directing. Mm -hmm. It's very hard. It's not the same thing as theater at all. I miss it so, 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 so much. I wish, I wish, I wish we were all together and just able to do this. But we aren't. And this is honestly not as bad because it's fun. Because you look at the cast members and you can just text everyone while we're in rehearsal and watch everybody react. And, like, we played Nose Goes last night. And mm -hmm. it's just it's just silly, stupid stuff. But it's honestly a very nice change from not talking to anybody. Yeah. So. Okay. So you have a green screen. I do. And you shoot. Like, I guess you haven't gotten to the point where you're actually shooting the no. stuff yet. You're we're still rehearsing. We're all working on rehearsals. We don't start shooting for, like... Two more weeks, okay. I believe. I think we have two more weeks to run it. I'm trying to think about the edit. <laughs> well, because I thought they were going to edit us all, like, with green screens, right? You'd think they could all edit us together, like, in the same place, mm -hmm. because they've done that before. You know, they want to keep us in our separate boxes. So the only thing... 
I'm, uh, I'm waiting. Dude, no, I'm, I'm, wait, even, I'm waiting. I, wish, I just saw the reaction in your eyes, and I was like, that's mine. That is mine. Uh, I also don't know where our eye lines are. Like, I don't know mm. if during The Winter's Tale we're supposed to, like, look into the camera and be like, thou tyrant. Or, like, connect. Like, I, I literally have no idea. I don't know how it's going to look. But she's uh, described it. That would be a director question. I guess you get to at some point, right? Yeah, she, our director is great, love her to death. I don't know why she gets irritated when we ask her questions. I'm like, what do you mean? Like, we're, <laughs> we have a right to know this stuff. Yeah. Like, when we asked them for the first rehearsal schedule, because they hadn't given it to us, um, they were like, hi, yeah, here it is, and they sent it out, and then they messaged back Rose, who had asked for it, and been like, we actually had to rush that because you asked, and it was like, you've known about this production since September. We've been the ones waiting in the wings. What do you mean, like, you had to rush? None of us know what's happening. And they also scheduled a lot of their rehearsals at, like, class times. And so I told them, I was like, hey, I have class during that time. And my... <laughs> I just get an email back, can't you miss a few? <laughs> I said, what? No! Anyway, I had to work it out, so I did mm -hmm. miss them. But, <laughs> like, the, the whims of the theater department shall not be denied. What can I say? No. But yeah, overall, it's going really well. It's working a lot better than I thought it would. It's not my favorite thing in the world, but it's a nice change. Yeah, it'll 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 suffice for now. It'll work for now. And yeah. plus, it's like if if my camera quality is good enough and I'm happy enough with the final edit, I can probably put it at least some of it on my reel. Not a lot because people don't like Shakespeare as much. But like if I can slip a little bit in there. Sure, ideally. Bingo. Eye lines. <laughs> I just don't know. No, no, I f for sure from the production because it's it's a I think of it as a mixed medium. Some like you know it's mm -hmm. we're taking this play, we're putting it virtually, we're doing like uh, it seems confusing to me. It seems like a workload on the on the post production side too with yeah, trying to piece it together. Yeah, I don't know who our editor but... is either, and I don't know if it's one singular person or if they've like gotten other people mm -hmm. to go with it. But like regardless. <laughs> I don't know. I really don't know. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. We will see. The funny part is people being on different coasts and having to be up until like one in the morning to mm. rehearse this. Mm. Yeah. It's awesome. Yeah, because you just posted recently about the show. The Winter's Tale. Yeah. I want as many people to watch it as possible. Is it... How are they releasing it? What's the plan of attack? Since it's virtual, you can kind of do... I, I, it's, I'm always kind of curious about that. Last semester when they did... Because we did like new works and like studio shows. I don't know why I'm doing quotes, unquote. It's just because these are like terms that I know that you don't know. Yeah, I guess. new works. New works. I'm, I'm sure you can assume I don't know what, what it is. is. is it a... It's a new work. Um, so... <laughs> But what we did is you had to, you have to buy tickets, which like I understand because APU's broke. My university will not be there in 10 years. It will not be there. It does not have the funding. Anyway, um, so you buy tickets and you show up at a designated time and you get a message from the chair of our department and then the show plays. I don't, I think they're switching it up though because the first time they did it, the audio sounded funky because it was like a screen shared present. Like it was just... It just like lagged a little bit mm -hmm. and quality wasn't the best. And it's not anyone's fault. It's just streaming. And it was our first time streaming. And I think I was there opening weekend too. So they probably fixed it. For Winter's Tale, I don't know. I know we have set dates and times, mm -hmm. which is funny to me. Because we're like, all right, call time at six. I'm kidding. We don't have call times yet. Okay. I hope we don't. Um, but it's, I don't know. I think there's going to be like a website would. we go to. 
There's like a different website. Because you're, you're not going to perform live. No. Okay. No, no, no. That wouldn't make any sense. That would be so hard. Because you can't green screen. Yeah, whatever. It's and too much so work. many technical difficulties. The Wi-Fi, our connection. <laughs> oh my God. It just literally, I got kicked out of Zoom the other day in the middle of like this emotional heart-wrenching scene. I'm like, don't repent these things. I'm like sobbing. And my Zoom like crashes. And I was like, oh. What's going on? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. It's nice. I think it'll be really interesting. And if anything, everyone is kind of bored and, and, and you know, wants to see something new. So I'm hoping that that will, because nobody's seen Shakespeare done on Zoom. Come on. It's probably because it's not doable. <laughs> we'll see. It's a nice experiment. Honestly, though, as Paulina, I think, I think I'm really connecting with the character and I'm really, really enjoying it. So I hope that it comes across really, really well because the cast is doing a really, really good mm -hmm. job. Like all across the board, like the the grasp on the language that everyone has is just so inspiring and it's really, really cool. So I hope it goes well because the cast has worked really fucking hard and it would be a shame. Whatever. So have you done Shakespeare before? Yeah, I did uh, back in Reno with Chase McKenna. The first yeah. show I ever did Shakespeare was Much Ado About Nothing. I was 16, I was hero. So, uh, was it, uh, how was the process of getting into the, all the dialogue and stuff? Was it kind of like, like a non-issue because you've been through the... Oh, now? Yeah, yeah, for oh. this one. For this one. Oh! Not, yeah. Yeah, it's really... I don't want to say it's easy, but, like, I understand it. And that's also testimony to, like, we have a Shakespeare class in the BFA program, but that was two years ago. We also, um, last year when I was a junior, because I had to play catch-up with a bunch of credits or whatever, we had voice, and I can't remember what it was, but it was basically learning how to read, understand, and emote, like, old text. Like, we're talking 14th century, like, mm. poems like John Wycliffe or, or like a paradise lost. And like, you have to find it and identify it. And so that class, it was like literally reading another language and it was harder than Shakespeare. And so now we're doing Shakespeare and I'm like, oh, I understand this perfectly, which is great. And then it comes out like English cause I know what I'm saying and there's motivation behind it. So for me, it's been really, really fun. It's just easy. It's like talking like I'm in Bridgerton or something. That's what it feels like. Mm, I haven't seen Bridgerton. Don't watch it in public. Don't watch it around people. <laughs> don't, don't watch it around keep that, people. Keep that to yourself. No, dude, I played it in the living room. Like, at my family house. When I was back there, I played Bridgerton, and then they all walked in. They were like, God, that's soft porn. And I was like, don't look, Mom. Please don't look. This is so embarrassing. I had to skip all the sex scenes. Yeah. <laughs> Great. I'm trying Okay. Mm -hmm. Why? What are, what are your thoughts on, like, Shakespeare Online, though? Like, you think... Well, have you done any, like, live events, I guess, like, during this quarantine time? Like, workshops or, like... Well, okay, because I guess the reason I'm, I'm so curious about it is because there was a time, because finished post-production on It's What's On The Inside, the, yes. the feature that you have a part in. Which, Margo. Yes. yes. I like the way you spelled it. <laughs> yes. It was a nice surprise. Yes. So, like, I was trying to figure out how I want to roll this out because it's not, I can't do, like, an in-person premiere. I can't, not that, I wasn't, I didn't expect it to go to, like, theaters or anything, but, like. It would have been cool to have the opportunity to, like, maybe rent out a theater for, like. Yeah, yeah, rent, have, have an in-person premiere, maybe festivals, like, whatever the case. I'm like, all right, what are the options? I guess virtual is a place to go, and I've seen certain independent films do their premieres online. Yeah. And they're always kind of, like. I never want to be a part of that experience as like a viewer just because I'm like, well, it just doesn't feel like I'm, I, I don't want, 
during quarantine, I've had a hard time really connecting with narrative, narrative work, narrative, like watching narratives has been really difficult mm -hmm. because I'm just like so stressed with the world that I can't focus on it. So this feels like that where I'm like, they try to have the impersonist with like the chat, the chat, the, the, the scrolling chat on the side and like inter interactive stuff that you can kind of do after you watch the film and Q and A's and the Q and A's are always like crappy pre-recorded kind of stuff. And it's just, there's no opportunity to really connect with can the people I? that are watching your stuff and you can't really yeah. be in the room and, and hear the, and hear the reactions to your film. So it's, I'm just, I, yeah, I don't, so regardless, we have figured out what we're, it's going to be a classic. I haven't told you about it yet, but it's releasing soon. Don't, it's not public yet, so I'm not going to say it here, but it's on the calendar. Which month? Wait, don't just point. It's right there. I can't. Okay, you don't have vision. I um, don't, I really <laughs> But regardless, um, like for instance, there's some, fil some film festivals that have been virtual, like uh, the Austin Film Fest, I got a pass t to that one. Nice. And um, it's interesting how they do it, where it's more like, here's a set time that this block is going to be available, and it's available for 12 That's hours. Nice. So you can log in at any point during that stuff and watch as many as you want in that block. And then they have their Thursday stuff and Friday stuff, Saturday stuff. That's kind of cool. And it's, it's kind of cool. It's like, oh, sweet, I can kind of... There's still like a release schedule plan, but it's flexible to the viewer. Which is what we like. Right, which is like, when I think about what you were mentioning is there's this. I don't like when there's this only one specific time where it's like a watch along. And then you, I couldn't pause it either when I was watching it. Yeah. And so I like left to get a snack and I came back and like suddenly someone's crying about a divorce. And I was like, great, so I missed something. That's what I'm realizing. Which is the same experience with the movie theater. That is true. Wait, yeah, that's true. <laughs> Me forgetting movie theaters exist because yeah. it's just been so long. Yeah, so they're trying to replicate that experience. You can't pause it. I, I, I didn't appreciate the artistry that kind of went into thinking about the movie theaters when they did that, obviously. Mm. No, honestly, though, wait, what is, so are you doing it like the Austin Film Festival for what's on the inside? Uh, it's just going to go to some platforms and... Be hit up, hit up a, a Twitch streamer and, and talk to them because hmm. they, they they got some crazy shit going on. I watched some Twitch streams and I'm like, that was really impressive how they did that. Interesting. And so they might have some more insight on how to live stream your film and then also like talk to the viewers before and after. That might be a very viable option. I would talk I to like a Twitch it. streamer. I like it. Yeah. Also, you can wear the cat ear headphones. <laughs> nice. Like, hey, I'm Eddie. Welcome <laughs> to my movie premiere. Welcome. Nice Wait, to see you in the chat. Can you point better? Is it in the well, middle? It's the only the... item on my in my in my living room. There's a three month calendar, and there's one item that's circled. I got it. I got it. Yeah. I got it. Sorry. I, nothing Sorry. else is circled on my calendar. Sorry. In my that. defense, it starts with an R, not a W, and that's what I was looking for um, in that little circle. Do you see what I? Well, the movie actually starts with an I. For it's. Well, I was thinking of what's. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's what's on the inside. Yeah. So regardless. I'm excited to see it. It's pretty good. It's pretty I'm really good. excited. So it's, it's not bad for a, for a first feature, I would said say. It's not, it's not bad for like. I like to undersell. All right. Um, let's jump to a new topic. I'm looking at what we're talking about talking. I want us to talk about 
Let's talk about an America singer. Oh, America singer. And who is this? What is it? And yeah, lay that out because I, I know that I've had to do a lot of digging just because you post about it so much. I'm like, what is this thing? Oh, yeah. Who is it? And it feels like I should. Maybe, I, I hated don't know posting I... about it as much as I did, but I know that in my current situation, I don't have a manager. I don't have agents. I don't have anyone that's going to get me out there but me. So I was really obnoxious with it. And yeah, I hope for it sure. works out. That's what we got to do. Right? Especially as another redhead actress in the city. Whatever. Um, no, so America Singer, she's a book character. You know how much I love books. You know how much I read them. I. Mm. She's from this trilogy written by Kira Kast, like 10 years old. The main protagonist, red hair, blue eyes, plays guitar, sassy, sarcastic, pain in the ass, fun. I mean, come on. No, so <laughs> the first time, I only read it actually because someone said I reminded them of her. Mm -hmm. originally I was like 17 and I was like okay who's that and so I read the series and I was like oh I love this character like this is fun she's imperfect she's kind of foolish a lot of the time I love that she makes mistakes and um back then I really wanted to be America Singer but there was nothing in production blah 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 I moved down here go to college completely given up on it if I'm being honest and then April 10th 2020 they announced by the way the Netflix is or so the selection's going to Netflix I was like oh cool mm -hmm. like I'm not I'm done with that part of my life. I don't want to try doing that America Singer thing anymore. And then my friend messaged me the tweet and was like, hey, just so you know. And I was like, no, I know. And then I was like, ah, okay, I'll try. So <laughs> it's just basically like, she's just this awesome book character. And, and it's being directed by Haifa Almansor, spearheaded by Katie Lovejoy as one of the screen uh, writers, uh, along with Kira Cash. She's working on the original team. It's uh, produced by Poya Shabazian and is going to go through Denovi Productions. So it's like, I've done a lot of research into this. Mm -hmm. And it's it's a big, big deal. Like since it the news has come out in April, I started my campaign of like, hi, I want to audition. That's what I want. I just want to be able to do this. And then from there, there was like dozens of campaigns that popped up on the internet. And I was like, shit. Mm. Like, what have I done? Because now... If anyone is looking to the internet, they're going to be like, oh, there's a bunch of fangirls who just want to do this. And so it's like, crap, mm -hmm. crap, crap, crap. That immediately takes my credibility down. So I stopped posting about it. I've just been working on, like, I don't know, doing what I can as, like, an actress about to get into the industry. Like, I'm just remembering as much as I can and writing down as much as I can and getting my headshots and doing my demo reel and all the stuff we need to do. But it, it's, it's honestly such a long shot, obviously. Like, I... It, it's crazy, and there's probably nothing that's going to come from it, but I want it really, really bad, oh. and I fought for it really, really bad, and I've just been thinking about it all the time. So I hope I hope I get a chance to at least audition, even if it's just to, like, to be like, okay, mm -hmm. like, let's just throw our bone, you know? Yeah, yeah. But I would, I would kill. I think, I think it's one of the roles, and I've always wanted to do a book-to-movie adaptation. <laughs> so, mm -hmm. you know, it's a long shot, but it's a real dream, and it would be awesome. So, okay, when I think about dreams, <laughs> um, it is difficult to, to kind of plan out like, all right, sweet. For instance, I've talked to you about my dream before. It's like, all right, sweet, I want to direct a Marvel movie. Yeah. Long shot, like what can I be doing toward that goal? I'm curious about... Because it's weird with uh, with roles. I, I told you even while you were doing it, I had a friend whose dream uh, was to be in a Jurassic World movie or Jurassic because Jurassic World Jurassic is like her favorite thing ever, and she's got her whole social media is all around 
being, Jura- in the, <laughs> being in the movie. She's Jurassic Jen on Instagram. Wow. And uh, we shot a, a video, like a pitch video to kind of, you know, help go viral kind of thing was the idea. And uh, it was kind of cool. Like she, that was her objective. She just wants, wants to be in the new Jurassic World movie. And she, being that we're in Los Angeles, the other cool thing you hear about is this, in the before times, maybe soon too, is you can actually see people around. <laughs> like there's events happening and you can like go to a Q&A where the people that are producing the movie or the director's going to be there. And you can also be there and you can hound them down or have a, a nice authentic encounter. Well, I didn't, I couldn't do that obviously because of COVID, but I did make, and I shouldn't have sent it as early as I did. I wasn't, mm. whatever. I made an entire portfolio and I worked really, really hard on it. And it was like photos that I had taken that I thought represented the character. Now, totally change the photos, hate them, hate that I sent them out, totally a big mistake. But then it had my headshot and resume, which, again, would have waited because my headshots are much better now. But I was really desperate. I thought this was going to go a lot quicker than it did. So I was like, got to go. So it had photos of of me as America. They were with my headshot, my resume. Um, There was a cover letter. So when you opened it up, because the first thing you see is it's a window envelope because I'm smart like that. The first thing you see when you flip it over is like a redhead girl in a red dress. And you're like, weird. And so my hope was that they would open it and see the cover letter that was like, hi, Blah, blah, blah. Here's, here's, America Singer didn't have a chance. That's her whole thing was she was a girl who had no chance of getting selected, right? And somehow she did. And I'm like, I think that should be extended to redhead actresses Mm -hmm. as well, personally speaking. And uh, so I sent that and then inside was a little flash drive and on the flash drive, which took me forever, was my demo reel. And then a monologue that I did um, from the book. So I was like, hey, just putting it out there. I exist. And here's my work, and mm-hmm. I would love to do this. And I sent it. This is so bad. I shouldn't have. I shouldn't okay, have. Sure. I sent it to everyone that was listed on IMDb Pro as like a part of the project. So I sent it to. I think I sent it to. I sent it to Poya. I sent it to Hi-Fi, I sent it to Kira. I sent it to Katie. I sent it to Denise. I sent it to Margaret. Like everyone and, that was listed. And this was a physical letter. This was a oh. physical package. Okay. And I was like, none of them got sent back yet so maybe that's good I don't know I'm really superstitious but this girl texted me saying she had a dream about me celebrating something huge and she was like I just want to let you know that I had that dream and I was like okay so I'm gonna stay optimistic because maybe it could still happen maybe it could still happen maybe yeah you never know so I've done and then obviously I took the internet and I said I'm gonna make you my bitch and I just posted like Mm -hmm. dozens like videos monologues and then I was like Ansley take a step back and let's really think, is this a good career move? And I was like, no, because you look like a crazy fangirl. And so I literally deactivated my account that had like most of the attention and most of the like mm. posts that I've been talking about and, and like deleted <laughs> like all the tweets. Like I don't, I really just went through and I was like cloud cover. Yeah, like so. if someone brings it up casually, I've, I've, so now it looks like people do just come to me and they're like, you remind me of America Singer. I'm like, good, I subliminally freaking trained you. Mm. You have no idea what I've done. Mm. Except everybody knows what I've done, because I wasn't discreet about it at all. Okay, so you had yeah. some, you had some doubt creep in there. Not necessarily doubt, but more of um, like I just if if I were an industry professional and I I saw this girl, I'd be like, okay, maybe I want to give it a shot. Surely she's got the right drive for it. 
But if I were to see this girl, this girl's profile after seeing all of the other internet profiles, that it's just like, okay, like a pretty redhead, cool. <laughs> so it wasn't necessarily doubt. It was more of like, how can I make myself stand out okay. in a way now that doesn't resemble gotcha. everyone else? Gotcha. So I've just been, I don't know, I've been doing really well on TikTok, which is weird and I don't really like it. I might actually deactivate that one. Um, but yeah, it's just putting myself back out there. And I guess rebranding, because if if I don't even get a shot, I don't want to be known as like the America singer dropout who like gave up. No. Blah, blah, blah. Like I need to rebrand myself to be like, no, no, no. Despite that, like I love the project. I would kill to be a part of it. But I also am a serious actress and I don't want anyone to think or get me confused. With, with, the, like, with the wannabe of some kind. Not even a wannabe, but just like someone who's solely on the internet. Like, I don't know. I'm, I'm ready to get out there and like go. I'm ready to be told no a thousand times. Mm -hmm. To be told yes for an eHarmony commercial. Like, who knows? Sure. So it's not doubt. It was, it was just like, um, I don't know. I don't, I don't doubt myself anymore. I try not to because it just wastes time. Yeah. yeah I mean, yeah, no. I want to do this. You want to be out here doing this. Tell me that you've looked at yourself in the mirror consistently and been like, you can't do it, nerd. Like, what does that get you? No, I, don't, I don't do that. Good, me either. <laughs> I do it to challenge. No, <laughs> I look at myself like, get it together. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I guess what, what I was going to, because you mentioned, okay, you sent out the packages to all those people. You technically, you haven't had any confirmation. Okay. I just yeah. want to, all right. Regardless, what I was going to say about. Doubt with the portfolio, <laughs> yes. As far as Jurassic Jen, the cool thing that happened to her, I haven't had the chance to even ask her really, but um, they prioritized, like, you know, everybody was sharing it and then tagging the director and producer and all, the, all those people in like every single post. Like, watch this video, watch this video. And she went to an event where Colin Trevorrow, who's the director, was there, and they talked to him. And he's like, "Yeah, I saw the video." And then they kind of they were kind of being all kind of coy about like how, what came out of the conversation, or it's like, "Wait, did you get a part? Or like, does he is he gonna like reward you for that?" Or so I never never really got to the bottom of that. But regardless, the fact they got confirmation like that person to person that he yeah. Well, that's what I'm hoping because one of the producers follows this selection fan account on Twitter. And in the early days, I made a video of this really dramatic scene. I don't know why I always go dramatic. You know, I guess it just shows more rage. Um, and it's me like <laughs> slamming myself against a door, like screaming and crying, mm -hmm. being like, let me out. Because it's like one of the hardest scenes in the books. And I, I just posted it to my Instagram as, as one does. And then I like get on Instagram and there's like 300 new followers. And I was like, what the hell? And this huge selection account, one of the literally the mm. biggest selection Twitter account had seen it and reposted it on their Twitter. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. And I went to their Twitter and everyone's like, she's amazing, she's perfect, like 50,000, like thousands. I was like, what is happening? And Poya follows it, and so I was like, fingers crossed. But that was months ago. Yeah, yeah. It's almost akin to the time that I was on set with this, I was working as a featured extra with Fred Armisen on Forever, the yeah. Amazon Prime show, yes. And um, it's like when the director was like, my wife picked you and I think that you've got real talent. So I'm going to go home and tell her she needs to cast you more. And I was like, cool, cool, cool. And then, like nothing. And I just feel like I keep getting blue balled by the industry. Mm -hmm. Like, fuck. <laughs> it's a part of the, it's a part of the, uh, because like, I don't know, as of late, I've been having a, a couple of experiences like that too. Well, I would say so. It's, for me, I'm thinking about, well, the industry is opening up. <laughs> Is more of the feeling that I get because I'm just like waiting for people to feel f fine with having productions again. 
because I've had some experiences where I'll get a call and like, hey, we're looking for a script soup for like next Monday. And I'm like, all right, sweet. And I'm like, yeah, that rate works for me. And they're like, all right, sweet. We'll probably get a call from the producer come and see him. I'm like, all right, great. I'm looking forward to it. And then I never get the call. I'm like, hey, by the way, the producer is like, oh, actually, we don't need a script soup anymore. Or, or we're hiring locally because it was like a travel gig or so just. But I mean, that's kind of how the process yeah. is, is, is they're, they're, they're scouring. And at least you're on the radar, though. So you yeah. may not have worked for this project, but that's what we keep getting told as actors is like <laughs> the casting directors. If you keep going in for auditions, like they want to find the thing that's right for you. I'm like, okay, whatever. Cool. So what, what do you guys learn? What's the, what's the word between casting director and director on who you want to like you to cast? Like, cause that's a great question. Um, cause is it like, I think I'll let you answer they first. haven't actually, I mean, they don't really narrow it down to that point. They, they, they tell us really like, here's what you should do when you walk into the room. And I'm like, okay, yes, got it. Nailed it. Uh, mm -hmm. but, but it's more of like, um, just like trust, trust the process. But really, no, it's like it's like yeah. it's like just go in there and be yourself. Like nobody wants to cast someone they don't know. They want like twenty year friend to walk in and talk to someone like you've known them for twenty years. So that's really what what Alex taught us at least is like here's how you're going to walk in and here's how you're going to interact and it doesn't matter who's there. This is what you're gonna do. Don't ever cross the table. Do not cross the table. Don't cross the table. And we're like okay. What does that mean? Like don't go for a handshake. Yeah, no, dude. Like if you're one of the producers and I walk in as an actress, I'm like hey. It's so nice to meet you. People are like, get the f out of here. But mm -hmm. I, I still feel like, I don't know, I'm really good. I mean, I think COVID's definitely changed it now, so no one has to worry about it ever. But like, if I were to walk into the room and be like, hey, what's up? I'm Ansley. Like, here I am. All your fears right, are soothed, right. right? I'm here to do this. You're going to book me. I'm so, I'm so what you want. Yeah, and that's your inner monologue. Yes, <laughs> but the, in regards to casting directors, they haven't really said mentioned much about directors except that like you want to work with them. Like, it's... It's a very cohesive, as we all know, like I'm saying things we already know, but it's just very like a cohesive relationship. The thing they've told us about casting directors, if you aren't getting cast right away, but you keep getting called in, is they're looking for the right spot for you because they like you. I'm like, okay, cool. So we'll work with that. And I'll tell yeah. myself that until the positivity stops working and then I cry on the way to auditions. For sure. Right, naturally. Yeah. Because <laughs> I think about... As, as a director mm -hmm. in the, the nice indie space for now, <laughs> I always think about, like, I like having the power. Like, I, I like kind of searching for my actors myself. Mm -hmm. I've never had a casting director before, but I kind of don't. Like, it feels weird to me having... Someone else cast for your project? It's like, wait, you're bringing... Or, or I'm, I'm thinking about the people I'm more likely to cast are people that I've already worked with before, mm -hmm. people that I know... And I'm trying to imagine what it's like having a casting director bring me people that they're vouching for against people that I already know. Yeah. And that have grabbed their, you know, I don't, it's a weird, it's a weird thing. It is interesting. It uh, is interesting. The way they've described it, at least from like an Atlanta, Georgia point of view, is like, because the industry's booming there a little bit. Yeah, Atlanta. Well, I've heard some good things. Yeah, I've heard good things about Atlanta, Austin, and New Mexico. So one of my plans is to get representation in Austin because I love Austin mm. and I think that'd be fun. Um, I digress. What were we talking about? <laughs> Sorry. No, you as a director about... though, like you cast people you know, but like if you, like have you ever auditioned strangers? Yeah, yeah. What do you look for? Well, the, like for, let's say for, for it's what's on the inside. Like one thing that I do when I, as of late, 
I put a lot of stock in people's Instagrams, <laughs> which is interesting. Like I, I've like of, of the latest short films that I made. When I'm working with people I've never worked with before, I've found them on Instagram. Oh. And I'm like, hey, like your stuff is cool. I like your vibe. I've got this thing going on. Are you down to be a part? They suck at, at acting when they show up. And you're well, like, they they well, they haven't so far. That's pretty good. So you've got a good judge of character. So, because uh, I I I don't know. So regardless, the point is is. So you've been scouting on like social media, essentially. Kinda. Oh, that's interesting. I can see how that works. Social media is a very, very, very good way to. Because you can tell there are there are things that you can tell by somebody's social media presence is right, how self-aware are they, how like what's their idea of like a good quality image, like or good quality. That's fair. Um, like self-tape, like if they describe themselves as like a comedian or hilarious and then you watch their self-tape where they're doing a comedy thing and you're watching it like well mm, all right mm. pass on that or whatever so yeah just the way that kind of plays and then just watching the reels and that kind of stuff and mm. but i like i like people that are uh that i can kind of tell who they are it's kind of weird how that's gotten to that point but I'm like, oh, you do a really good job of presenting yourself and being active. And I always wonder if like our profiles come across like as who we really are. And so it's kind of really cool to hear you say that like you've been able to scout people and then they show up and you're like, oh, you're exactly kind of one of that. Yeah. Interesting. Because people are getting more comfortable with with uh, like doing stories and, and talking yeah. and like ranting about something mm -hmm. or really being overly open about their emotions i'm like whoa you're a very open person who's talking very big blocks of text in your finsta that's what my, my finsta is for <laughs> your finsta yeah i love it i don't even know what like i just i just whatever photo doesn't make it to my real instagram it's just like shitty selfies and i do this thing where it's like pick your fighter and it's just like all the ugly photos of me i have mm. in my camera roll and i just mm. line up all 10 i'm like go ahead it. pick nice. the one you like the most <laughs> nice. yeah so i'm i don't know how long like how long that process can work because at some a certain point even for me like right now I'm like oh everybody's kind of blending into the same social media thing I'm like oh you're you're this type of I can I can almost look at a profile I'm like oh you look like this yeah. actor kind of like what you're saying is you don't want to blend in to all the redheads of redhead mm -hmm. actors of Los Angeles how do you make yourself different it's very that's a great question because redheads were taught that we already are standouts and so when there's like others you're like. I see a lot on Instagram. I fucking no. I hate this new, like I love it because it's going to benefit me ultimately. But you know how weird it is to go from like gingers are ugly fucking nerd. Fuck your freckles. To everyone being like, I love redheads. And I'm like, whoa, this was a, and now there's yeah. like redhead protagonists everywhere. And I'm like, this is perfect. I'm finally of age. If I don't get a chance to be a redhead protagonist, Eddie. You're talking about um, uh, the chess. Uh, Ga Queen's, Queen's Gambit. Gambit, dude. Okay, so Queen's Gambit and Fate, the Winks Netflix thing. It's it's like an old fairy thing. They both are live actions, right? And they both star redhead protagonists. I don't look anything like them. I don't talk like them. I don't act like them. Since those two things have come out, I've gotten way too many texts from people that are like, "You remind me of this person." I'm like, "Oh my god, it's just the red hair." 
It is just, and oh, then, and then yeah, it's yeah. dangerous because then I'm going to get swooped in because then soon casting redheads as leads is going to be, mm. everybody does it. If, oh, everybody has redhead. Sorry. No, I, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't spiral too much on that. Uh, yeah, you're right. I shouldn't focus on it too much. I feel like. I do just think about it in circles though. Like, should but, I just dye my hair blonde? <laughs> I, uh, Cast, I make a redhead protagonist. I just blonde. Fuck, just move it. <laughs> um, what I was going to say is you did, I did, you did remind me of Queen's Gambit. <laughs> okay, but like, explain okay. this to me. There, there are scenes in the, there are scenes in the show, I'm assuming you've, you've watched I've it. I've loved it. Yeah. I've learned to play chess. Because when I think of you, I think of, like, you're really good at, uh, you can, you can be very good at kind of blocking out the emotion and... <laughs> yeah, keep going. <laughs> And that seriousness that you can carry, like you can play it off very well. And she, that's like that's her whole character. She's she's not very very term. Yeah, she, yeah. She internalizes a lot, and uh, but she can also be very like sassy and snarky, and like she she knows she's smart. She knows she can get what she wants, and she's not afraid to just like say things and plow through this man's world and whatever. Like that kind of stuff is cool. And okay, there I are. See it. <laughs> it's like I see it now. You describe me like, perfectly. Fuck. Okay, all but, right. But like, no, I I was specifically thinking at times. I'm like, I wonder if you put if you put Ansley in that same position. Like you, could, I was like, she can pull off the same. Like, thank you. So that's I, like really cool to think about. Also from a directing standpoint, are you being like, what if we switched actresses? That's gonna be cool. I like to do that when I'm watching shows. Like, could I do this scene? No, not good. Yeah. So much, but yeah. Yeah. No, I I did have that thought. Do you play chess? Do you know how to play? I play chess. I'm a nerd. Okay. I'm a geek. I'm very bad Blame. at it, but I love it. I just play it between my classes. I go chess.com. Mm -hmm. I don't. I haven't played lately, but uh, I, I'm pretty good. Mm. I, I feel like I've got natural talent. <laughs> <laughs> okay, bad. At the chess. Okay, Miss Harmon, fucking come through. Yeah. Like how I, much am I allowed to cuss on your podcast? I feel like I've go just for been. It. Have you been? <laughs> Run it back. It doesn't. It doesn't. Uh, it's fine. No, I really, really have. I've been going off. It's cool. There's no. Beeping. Yeah, but I did love Queen's Gambit. It was a very, very, very good show. I dug it. I also like your analysis of my severity matched with my sarcasm. Yeah. So, so, because for you, because you mentioned like, why do I always make dramatic pieces when you're doing the stuff? I'm like, well, I actually what. I prefer comedic Ansley versus dramatic, but I think I'm that, funny that's just that, that's just my that's just my personal. But thing I don't too. think I'm funny. Like like I'm funny in general. Like I'm not like I. But you can harness that. I mean, I guess, but like <laughs> I don't think I need like a good script, sure. and I just haven't gotten a single good comedic script put in my hands, mm. at least with like my training. That can make use of. Of the com comedy you can bring, right? Like that, like, right? That's 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 exciting, though. It's, I like it's I like the, I like the idea of. I mean, I played comedians in like high school, and we did like theater and stuff. But like now, I'm out here. I'm like, no, I'm a serious. 
I don't know. Because I think that for me, the funniest comedy is the serious delivery, like serious delivery comedy. Like the dry humor, kind of like the, uh, oh my God, and look at you being an idiot again. Something like that. Kind of thing. I can see that. You got to add a little spice to it. Yeah, versus. I can see that. Versus like, look at me, be funny. It's like, no, the situation is funny. And I am serious. And and you're playing it as super, like this is your world and like that kind of stuff well write a funny script um and then i'll see what i can do with it (laughs) (laughs) and then i'll see if i want to do it (laughs) and then i'll see if like maybe i want to take some time no eddie writes great scripts thank you talking like you're not here just this is for the podcast (laughs) eddie's left the room he's actually a very talented writer (laughs) appreciated that's me from the other room all right um first time voting ah yes so exciting. It's I wrote a, it in my journal. It's a hard transition there, but... Yeah, but it's a good one. Okay. I was so excited because I missed the 2016 election by a month. I was I missed it by literally one month. I was so... Mm. Nevada voted blue. I won't talk too much about politics. No, please. Um, but I just... I know that this time I was in Virginia and I was so excited to like call... I called every day. I was like, hey, I just want to make sure my ballot's on the way. They're like, yes, it is. It's like, excellent, awesome. And then I was like on the phone with you're talking, my... Okay, so you're talking about this time mm-hmm. for 2020. And I voted in like the Los Angeles primaries two years ago. Mm. Like I did I did partake in that. I read the booklet. I really went through and like searched every candidate's website because I was like, this is my first time like voting in anything. Mm. I want to make educated calls. And I want to make educated calls on behalf of like the individuals who need me to make those educated calls. Do you know what I mean? So it was really exciting because I finally... Sorry, I got my ballot, and it didn't have a sticker in it. And I called my mom. I was like, "I want the fucking I voted sticker." And she was <laughs> like, "I'll get one for you." Um, and so I, I, I just, I was a really big moment for me. And I know it's very little because you just like circle in the little bubble, but it it's was. A, it's a big moment. Well, it's just a big moment because I had this like everyone was worried about like who was gonna win the election, and I like, and you just have to stay really positive for it because our country couldn't go through four more years. There's no possible way it could have. And so I was just like, okay. With this, I am solidifying the thought that Mr. Joe Biden is going to be the next president of the United States of America, and it's going to be fine. Everything's going to be fine. I may not like him, but I'm settling. It's fine. We're settling for Joe. Settling for Joe. First female vice president. Cool. Circle in. Easy, easiest, easiest decision of my life. Easiest Mm -hmm. test question of my life. What was hard, though, was flipping it over, because I don't live in Reno anymore, but I want to vote on these questions. Like... You were, you were. I was registered to vote in Nevada. Okay, because you mentioned California. You, you mentioned there. California primary, so I was yes. just clarifying that. Yeah. So technically, it could have looked like I had a fraudulent ballot, but I didn't get my LA ballot until I was back in California. So whatever. Um, but yeah, I filled out, and then I voted on the Reno propositions that, like, obviously you saw on Facebook, like everyone was posting, "Hey, Reno friends, how'd you vote on this, this, and this? Mm-hmm. Did you see that?" Probably, I don't, it's been a while. It was just like the wording for some of it was fine and it was like, this is a catch-22. Like, I don't want to say yes to this and then it's like, just kidding, it's homophobic! (laughs) Mm. Because there was one they were voting on for like, gay marriage, but like, specifically like, could churches, but it was was like a weird dialogue thing and I can't remember how I voted. But yes, it was really cool. And then I get home and I waited until after the election had officially been called and I write down, Hey, just so you know, here's what's happened. There is a changing of power and blah, blah, blah. And I put my sticker right there and I circled it. And I was like, and I had a part in that. And it was, it's just really cool to think about, like, we lived through a historic election. We lived through a historic year. We watched history literally be made, which I think is super fucking cool. And I can't wait to know one day if I have children or, like, grandkids. I'll be like, yeah, grandma lived through it. Look at my voted sticker. I voted for the right guy. You know what I mean? Well, Yes. 
right guy in my opinion. No, no, for sure, for sure. We'll see. We'll see how everything plays out. Yeah, we'll see, won't we? <laughs> <laughs> Everyone was like, four years won't be that bad. All of the Americans crawling into like 2021. Like it was horrible. What the fuck was that? Yeah. So yeah, I wonder. This is kind of has nothing to do with voting, but how big of a year 2020 will be in hindsight too? Oh my it's god! Of, like I, I hope it's a. I hope it's not. It's going like to be known as one of the most influential years in, like, of American cultures recently. there's a potential where we forget about it because... It was so bad? No, because there's, like, there's, you never know what's going to happen next. That's fair. And it's like, oh my gosh, 2020 was nothing in comparison to 2026. Okay, don't say that. Don't, oh my God, what is wrong with you? I'm just saying. You do not breathe that into existence, Eddie. interesting. No, I agree with you, but, like, I remember the start of 2020... I remember very vividly filming the countdown video with all my friends, and it's in one of my YouTube videos. I don't know which one, but I remember filming countdown it. Countdown like video from tw- nineteen yeah, to twenty. Yeah, when you're like ten, nine, yeah, eight, yeah. happy new year, and then it was just like, because like the new year started. Found oh. out I got cheated on again. What a great way to start. COVID kicked off campus as we all were. All college kids were. Um, separated from all of my buddies. Do you know what that was? I don't like a lot of people, Eddie. I missed mm-hmm. my friends. Mm-hmm. And then, and then we had the entire Black Lives Matter movement, which sent the country into political unrest and civil unrest. And it was just like nothing. I, I thought you were going to talk about the World War Three scare in like January there that we had. Was a World War Three scare? Yeah, when there was the assassinations of uh, those. I don't. I don't recall the specifics. I feel like it was. Okay. Um, I don't Wrapped into a... Where, yeah, where Trump called a hit on some Islamic terrorists. Or, oh, yeah. I do remember. And then that was kind of like a big deal for yeah. a second. But anyway, there's a lot happened in 2020. Mm-hmm. And then I... I mean, it's just like thinking about the state of the country and like then how much there was like... It was just like one thing after the other. We were like 250,000 Americans dead. Oh, great people being murdered in the streets. This is horrific. We need to stand up for this. And then it was like, no, we don't like that you're standing up for this. And it was like, why not? What do you... Specific accent choice. I said what I said. And I'd do it again. Yes. So you voted? Yes. That's very exciting. You voted? I voted, Excellent. yeah. Excellent. Yeah, it's very important to use your it's voice. It's big duty. Hashtag voter suppression. Hashtag Fight voter suppression. districts. All right. <laughs> This is kind of like the rant section. I was going to ask. Um, so speaking of voting in America, and uh, I've been doing a lot of reading. You mentioned that you read. You read f- frivolous. Frivol- is that yeah, frivol- fervently? I would fervently? say. I've been um, listening more to audio books because it's I don't have cheating, time to read. Cheating. So I will listen to audiobooks while I do things. Sure. And then I read on the okay. side. I've done a lot of reading. Like the one of the books that I just finished, um, I have it over there. It's Sapiens, A Brief History of Humankind. And uh, it's from this historical perspective of like the hunter-gatherers all the way up until where we are right now. And talking about civilizations and empires and consumerism versus uh, communism versus 
Christianity versus like why do certain religions pick up and why do yeah. certain religions fall? Why do certain empires pick up? Why did the British conquer the West and the Chinese had much more going on, but they didn't. They decided That's not to do it. That's an interesting book. I might have to. So it's, it was very cool. So regardless, it breaks down kind of like what what have humans been up to and like why are why are we the way we are right now why do we believe the things we believe right now and all that kind of stuff yeah where did that manifesto come from intriguing so it's it was very interesting and i dug it a lot so and he did talk about um just like you know it's kind of like the blending of ideals and blending of religions and Mm -hmm. That process can be kind of like, in, in history, when you think about it, it's like, all right, we blended from one thing into another. Yeah. But in that moment, I'm sure it's kind of like a, a, a muddy, a muddy thing. When... Yeah. And, and I, I see, I see what you were saying. Like why, I mean, I won't say like specific religions, but different religions, specifically Christian, uh, have very like early on ordained ideals of what is and is not acceptable. And, and this year or 2020, I suppose. And like with everything that happened, I feel like a lot of people's uh, ideals and faiths and like just opinions on religion were completely like changed and altered. And I guess that happens because when you have time to really sit and think, you're really like, why do I believe this? Why do I follow this? And if you can't come up with a conclusion, like you either dig deeper or you let go. And I feel like a lot of people let go because they were like, I don't actually stand by this at all. I don't stand by this. Uh, it's also funny going to a Christian university um, and not being a Christian um, because they say some stuff that it's like, well, you should do this because Christ was Christ is watching. And I'm like, that has no weight, mm -hmm. no weight. And that's kind of cool though because I grew up religious. And so I grew up being told like, you're going to hell if you have sex before. No, I'm kidding. Um, but just like all this horrible stuff with sex before marriage, you know, and all, the women watching the podcast will understand. Um, but it was, it, it just, it just really hit me that I was like, oh shit, I don't believe in like one person that organizes everything. Like that's kind of weird. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, well, then where'd all these rules come from? Why are there missionaries? What's happening? Oh, we're still just colonizing people? Awesome. Cool. So I went to a Christian university not wanting to be you know, indicted into like the Christian cult mindset that comes with it. And I left uh, a witch. So it's interesting. Hmm. It's interesting how that happens. I forgot what I was going to ask. Oh, what I was going to say was... Um, yeah, what was your question? Sorry. No, I was just going to comment that it, it is, as far as America, and there's a lot of people with a lot of ideas and a lot of beliefs yeah. in this country. There's a... A lot of a lot of people that live here in this grand grand land, and uh, it's the thing where, like you kind of said, having the self reflection of why do I believe this, and if you can't have the answer, let it go or dig deeper. That was that was your assessment. Now most people. <laughs> now normal people, normal Homo sapiens. I was gonna say most people. It's a lot of work to do that self-reflection. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people build, uh, let's, let's consider it like a house of cards on this foundation of this belief. So your entire life is built upon this religion and you've come up in this. So when, now when you start questioning this, like you're too deep in, you built everything on top of it. So you have to stick with your guns and 
kind of like yeah and that just sounds I think, miserable to I me i think that's i think that's a situation that some people find themselves in yeah and i, I totally understand that because if you built your entire like maslow hierarchy of needs on like you know your religion and your faith and what you believe being like the one of the most basic intrinsic factors and then you grow up and you're like i am not the same kid that i was when i believed these things then it's like Oh, God. One, I struggled with, like, did I lose a lot of my childhood because I was so focused on pursuing this? Like, what did I miss out on? I don't really know how other people are responding to it. But quite frankly, me growing out of what I thought that I had to believe was great. Because now if I do believe it again, it's my choice. It's what I found. It's it's mine. Mm-hmm. You know, it's the blind obedience aspect of anything that drives me absolutely insane. I can't do anything with no reason. I've got to understand it first to want to do it. Yeah, it's all about the why, right? Why? Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's a really yeah. good way of putting it. Really simple too. Because it's all, that's always like the parental thing too. Is there's always the the frustration of you got to go to bed at eight. Why? Because <laughs> I said so. I'm your parent. And I'm a why kid too. And people mm-hmm. pissed. Like people hated that. Mm-hmm. They were like, "God, stop asking questions." I'm like, "Why well, have so many?" <laughs> like, which can I have five more? Can I just have five more questions? But why? Yeah. All right. I was going to say, uh, I don't know what there is to talk about here. I feel like when I mentioned the House of Cards people that are very, I feel like they're very fragile and they're hard to communicate with because I feel like that's when the, the online arguments start is when there's a somebody with beliefs and somebody with beliefs and neither person can even neither person can admit anything like they're just talking past each other because yeah. they're too i don't know i no i get i get i hundred percent because half the time here's what's funny is i am very vocal and outspoken but i don't i just say what i am feeling in relation to a moment and particularly i was very vocal during the summer when everything was occurring and 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 it was funny because I don't ever come to people to talk about these things. They come to me. Mm-hmm. And, like, it's always people that disagree with me. And they'll message me, like, pri- like adults that I barely speak to. will be like, send. And I'm like, what? That wasn't even thought out. And you misspelled your. So I don't know what you want to say. But it just really, like, thinking of the House of Cards people, it's also, I don't know. It's hard to, like, describe. It's hard to really put into words. But it's, like... I'm fine having these discussions with people because quite honestly, I want to understand why you think the way that you do Mm because it just doesn't compute to me. The only time I lose it is when you are saying some dumb, dumb, idiot stuff and I'm like, you can't possibly believe that's the truth and you're saying it. Oh my God, they believe it. Oh my God, this is so embarrassing. And then it's like... I'm in a conflict management class right now, and so we're like learning how to deal with conflicts, and everybody needs mm-hmm. to listen to everybody else, and I'm not great at it. Like, I'm always like, what the fuck? But literally, it's mm-hmm. just like, you have to know what you stand for and why you stand by it. And people get aggressive and insecure when they don't have reasons. And so I just don't have conversations with people about these things, because if you can't mm. respond well, if it's not a genuine discussion, then like, you just want to argue with me. You just want to make fun of what I believe in. You just want to prove me wrong for the, no other reason than saying that you were right. And so I'm not going to have this discussion with you because you didn't you didn't start it, initiate it, having the actual goal of wanting to talk. Like you just wanted to bitch and moan to me, mm-hmm. and you thought that I was going to be okay with it. No, I'm unengaging. So how do we get? Goodbye. How do we get from 
realizing that they're just there to argue to transitioning into productive productive conversation and conflict management is there a is it's there hard a... it's hard because everyone responds differently in conflict depending also on how you were raised and how you take things and just like how you respond to confrontation as a whole i'm great with it i don't mind it Direct communication. If you have an issue with me, let's talk it through. Like, let's do that thing. And I've really grown into that, but I didn't start like that. And so one of the biggest things that we're learning is, like, you just, you really just have to listen. And even if they don't make sense, or it's like you said, like, you're instigating and you're angry and it's it's like a house of cards, like you're just being knocked over. The biggest thing that we are learning is to take yourself and just, like, if I'm not giving you fuel to the fire, there's no more fire. So mm-hmm. if you were yelling at me about something, I would just be like, okay, like, let's talk about it. Seriously, like... Let's sit down and talk about it. Because you're going to feel like an asshole if I'm listening to you and you're like, no, then you look like you're in the wrong. And nobody wants to look like they're in the wrong. So it's a bit of manipulation that goes into it, obviously. But I think you would have to initiate like a calm center ground and then like try to listen. It's not easy. Some people say some dumb stuff. I like all of that. That sounds good. You're welcome. Conflict management. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. What else do people usually talk about on podcasts? I feel like we've made a great spectrum. Um, we talk about... Let's talk about dating. Let's do it. How's your dating life, Eddie? I don't. Me either. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> <Got the day. laughs> great conversation. Um, yeah, for me, I've been in a state of... Uh, since I came out of my last relationship, I'm like, well, great. <laughs> Here's an opportunity, again, framing it in a nice positive way of, I'm in LA for a reason, I'm here to do something. It's like, it's just too, so, it's, it's too solo focused. And in, like, as far as this, this groundwork of, of building the, uh, the, the Eddie empire and whatnot, you know, it takes, it takes a lot of taking uh, over the industry and making a Marvel film. Exactly. Rewriting the wrongs. So that's kind of how, that's kind of how I've, how I've been thinking about it for the last couple of years. Mm-hmm. And, um, but do you see yourself? Cause obviously like it's a long-term goal. Are you one of those people that sees yourself like maybe in 10 years I'll have a family and I'll get married or like, what is, what does your future look like to you? Oh, dang. Let's, let's get into it. Oh, what was your question? What does your am future I, look am, like? Am to I you? the type of person that thinks about that? Or? Yeah, well, thinks about it. Have you planned for it? Is it just something you genuinely don't think about? I like the idea of, as far as the family stuff, I haven't really given that too much thought. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, <laughs> but I, okay, well, I, I am 31 right now. Wow. And my Marvel goal... <laughs> I'm like by 35. I feel like I'll be. It's it's gonna be beautiful. I'm gonna have a beautiful life at 35. It's be rolling. Fingers crossed. Um, I don't see how I can't be in a good spot by then. So I'm like, you know, by then I'm sure I'll be like. That's kind of like nearing that. Uh, ramping up to that is like, all right, sweet. Time, you want to see where you are at 35. Time, well, even like let's say 33, 34. Yeah. Like, all right, cool. I'm ready for like I've got a nice foundation. I'm ready for. Uh, I'm, I'm ready for. I'm ready for like that's. That's all right. Let's let's get in. Let's get in the relation. Let's get let's get that love going, mm-hmm. and then. Uh, go, and so what's your go plan? You're gonna go to a bar one day when there's no more COVID and just be like, "Hey, I'm finally ready." <laughs> 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 you 
you slide up your your dating application, oh. your dating resume. Yeah, have my Manila folder ready, and you're I like, kinda... hey, you look really promising. So I hope this isn't freaky <laughs> that I'm just. <laughs> Here's uh here's all my, here's my references and uh here's my headshots if you flip it over. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Here's interesting. Um Yeah. No, but I respect that. Like new stuff and also dating is it's a lot of work. Dating's a lot of work. Yeah, it's just not for everybody. Okay, yeah, so What's what's your, what's your yeah what's your take on what's well my take yeah on? why oh you kind of maybe hinted at it a little bit but why the no um well I just I don't think there's anybody I would like long enough to have them around me mm. for extended periods of time uh and I know I know I ha- <sighs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you might have to cut this out, but I also have an issue with like treating, like having casual things with people and then they get far too involved and like <sighs> make it very, very obvious how much I mean to them. And I'm like, ah, no, 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 you've done fucked up. And so I just like hurt people's feelings and have turned into a little bit of a heartbreaker unintentionally. I don't even think that it's. Is this but like the too... like is this like the five hundred days of summer kind of situation? I don't like five hundred days of summer. I watched it like in freshman year of high school and never went back. So I, I don't. I, actually... I love that movie. But regardless, <laughs> no, I just I just haven't well, found anyone. I did. I just that... mean in that movie, he's the guy where he admires. Oh he, yeah. He looks yes. up to her. Yes. And then she says straight up yes. in the beginning, like, "Just so you know." Yeah. Yes, there's that strong, that's precisely it. There's a strong communication there, but it's not really heard. Dude, I make it clear from the get-go. <laughs> Literally, it just drives me crazy. It drives me crazy. Okay. But, 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 I just, I don't think, I don't know, people see me as like a fixer-upper project, and I'm like, I will punch you in the jaw, dude. And this is probably why I should hmm. just finally transition over to women, because I did, you know, I'm bisexual. I came out. I'm allowed to say that now. I'm allowed to admit it. Uh, and so sure. it's kind of like, well, maybe I've just been doing this dating thing all wrong. Like, maybe I would find a nice girl that I'm like, maybe this would be nice. But who knows? Who knows? I don't want to date anybody. I feel like it's too much work, time, and effort. Why and I have to spend a lot of time apologizing for myself and making sure you're okay with me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. So, yeah. all right. So why do they... Oh. Why do they cling to me? No. Wh- Was that your question? Why are... Why are... <laughs> I feel like, okay, as far as the fixer-upper thing, why is that consistently a thing? Like, what um, uh, is that? I don't know. It's it's kind of like the Beth Harmon effect with, like, Harry and how he, like, fell in love with Beth. And she was like, all right, cool for the moment. That's it. But it was it's just kind of like, I don't know. I guess I am to strangers. That was pretty cool. Pretty, uh. uh pop, knee pop. Um, I don't know. I don't know how other people describe me. I, I really couldn't explain it, but it's, it's always the thing of like, you can trust me. I won't. I'm not. And I'm like, ew, gross. Shut up. I know who I can and can't trust. I had a guy. <laughs> this is another thing with going to school at a Christian university. <laughs> I had this guy and he really wanted <laughs> I'm so sorry if you hear or see this. Like, I'm really, really sorry for this. Um, What's his name? I'm just kidding. His name's No. no. <laughs> 
so we we like had a very loose thing, and it it, it was just like hanging out even like it was nothing crazy. And I straight up told him I was like, I don't want to be your girlfriend. I don't really trust you that much if we're being totally honest. Like I'm just you're just kind of here. Like I'm very and maybe that's harsh and cruel, but like I said it nicer, you know, with nicer intentions. And then he was like, Hey, can you meet me in like the rose garden? And I was like, Yeah, sure. Like after class, it's like on my way out. So I meet him in the rose garden and he was like, I just feel like you really keep me at a distance and like you're not, you need to let people in. I was like, why? And he was like, well, the Bible calls us to be in relationships. And I was like, the Bible? Mm -hmm. Ansley is saying no. (laughs) Like, what do you mean? Jesus is going to come down and tell me to marry you? Get out of here. He's a weirdo too. He doesn't like strong, independent women. I was like, why are you trying? I don't I don't know. I just attract weirdos. I attract weirdos. The issue is is I don't realize that they're weird right off the bat. I always am optimistic. And I'm always wrong. So that's why I just put in no effort. Okay. So it's lack of faith in the or I don't know. Regardless. It's their lack of understanding as to who I am. Like they feel like they have to justify or check like like I don't know. It's 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 just like it's never I don't know, I always feel like I have to remind them, like, no, this is just who I am. And if you can't handle it, get the fuck out. Right, right. So. Yeah, one of my things that, that, I, that I fear with a relationship is, because you, you mentioned that you're afraid of not liking somebody enough. Long term. Yeah, yeah, long enough to have them be around and still like them. Yeah. And for me... I forgot what I was going to say. Um, <laughs> it was probably the opposite of what I was thinking. I fear the... Uh, what do I fear? I had a thought. I'll come back to it. We me. were talking about me fearing losing interest for the other person and inevitably hurting them. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. You were talking about how in relationships, you... <laughs> yeah. That's what I was saying, but I, I, I lost it. Maybe it'll come back to it me. It was important. It was a good one. It was very important. Keep thinking. It was important. Keep thinking on it. It was important. Go get it back. Hmm. Tell. T- I would. I just feel. I just feel personally that individuals. I will lose interest in them. Mm-hmm. I'm a Sagittarius. If that tells you anything. <laughs> not, the Gemini not Moon. Not first me. of all. Because you have been in relationships before, and they're always long term. Like, no, not always. Well, the ones that I know of, at least, that I can reference, I'm like, those were, those were a couple years in the making, weren't they? I can think of two off the yeah, top of my head. Yeah, I think my record is like two years. We talked about this one time. <laughs> we talked about dating records. Okay. So regardless... Uh-huh. Oh, okay. I remember. Whew. I almost have the opposite. Yeah, where I feel like there's still an aspect of me I don't really know how to control in terms of the individualistic mindset I've built around myself where I'm like even if I did jump into a relationship I'm still like hustle 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 me 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 film 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 get this stuff going and I don't really have I feel like I worry that I I don't know how to prioritize like all right I need 
so, to think about okay. you, I'm and I, I worry about not having that ability and and that person feeling like I'm not really there for them when really your I your career and who you need to be is always going to take importance over the other person in your life. Well, because I because yeah, because I don't want that to be the case. Yeah. Like, I want to be able to prioritize somebody else before me or, or on the same level or whatever the case Well, then that be. also, we are doing the thing where we don't give people enough credit. We're assuming we'll find partners who won't have the same drive as us, who won't have the same mentality, yeah. who won't have the same long-term goals. That's why I'm not. I can't find a single person who can, like, do what I, like, I need someone who's independent, ready to go, not, a, not scared of me. Mm -hmm. I need someone who's not scared of me. Oh, my God. I've heard that from many, uh, like, my co-writer... She, she, she kind of vents about that, too, where it's hard to find a, a man that'll take an independent woman. Yeah, I don't, like, and I'm not, it weasels them out. Like, get out. That's Hi. interesting. I wonder yeah. why there's, why that's an issue. Or men, another issue with the dudes thinking I'm a fixer-upper is they're like, oh, she's an independent woman. She doesn't know how to need somebody. I don't want to need you, dude. But I see what you are saying with the there's too much going on for you to feel like you're able to really be in a relationship. Because then it just kind of feels like a weird obligation, and then you're scared you're hurting the other person. Am I right in all this? Yeah, pretty much, pretty know? much. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I get that. Yeah. But there's only, I feel like there's also only one way to get better at things, too. Is to, yeah, see, and that's where I'm torn, is I'm like, maybe I would hate people less if I gave them more of a chance, but that it's, would it's require the, it's me. The same, it's, the, it's the cold shower technique. <laughs> It gets easier. It's the polar bear plunge at Lake Tahoe. You know? Yeah, at first it stings. Yeah, maybe I'll just start drinking like hot water but while the, I date people, and the, then eventually I'll work up to tea. And when I make that transition, I'll be ready to like. That's, they'll look, they'll kind of like equal out. You'll you'll grow equally in both sectors. Yeah, maybe. Who knows? That's where I'm at with dating. <laughs> Neither of us doing anything. Just literally being miserable by ourselves. Right like, now, yeah, right now it's just well, like I've really Your enjoyed. Text are huge. This is the text that we shared. I know. This I is, just meant like the font. Oh, oh, you zoomed in. I took a photo of it. Um, I really enjoyed, in a way, like the, the solo isolation time. It's been uh, it's been a process, but like, oh my gosh, because okay. Those are, those are hurdles I set for myself where it's, all right, can I get up in the morning and have energy without coffee? All right, sweet. Can I, can I, uh, I'm not even counting correctly with my fingers. <laughs> you said, can I get up in the morning and not have coffee? Can I? Can I uh, eat the same thing every day for most meals? And, and not use seasoning. And develop a nice balanced diet and stick with that? All right, cool. Do I need to, you know, can I get away from the, the needing different meals? Can I get away from needing eating out? Can I get away from needing... Can you be okay with this? Can I be okay with being by myself for days on end in a lockdown, in a quarantine, and, and just somehow, like, be cool with, like not needing I think it's so cool what humans get up to when we're like bored beyond all depths mm. literally bored beyond all depths because I feel like there was so much shit that came out of the initial quarantine process I love being alone now it's kind of a problem that's great great problem to have maybe. It's, a, it's a good problem to have as long as you're actually feeling good about it and yeah, you're not it's I'll not be like worried a when I start like willingly being like mm, 
no, I don't want to go do this thing. I'm just going to stay home again. Well, because if it's preventing you from making progress towards your goals or something, yes. and it's like, oh, actually, yes. I prefer, like, I'm afraid to go out, like, agor oh, like agoraphobic. Yeah, agoraphobic. Agor agoraphobic. Agoraphobic. Sorry. Agoraphobia. That was a lot of words that I just had. <laughs> None of them came out correctly. Yes. <laughs> Yeah. So I've really, in, yeah, so uh -huh. solo time. Anyway, that's, that's why I just, yeah. Yeah, we lost a topic. We had a topic and we, we lost it. We fell off it. a train here. We did. I'm going to say, end. I'm going to say one word. It's called compassion. How do you feel about that word? I think compassion is very important. I don't think I have it. Really? <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I think <laughs> I'm a major empath, surprisingly. It is actually very very not not stressful but it's annoying like i can i can I, I i know it may not be possible i can just literally like feel other people's like emotions like they don't even have to there was one time i walked past my friend's apartment and i was like she's not okay and then she called me and she's like my grandma died i was like i knew it um <laughs> it's just it's kind of weird but i think compassion is intriguing as a concept i think everyone should have it uh yeah i think we need more of it especially after 2020 empath yes empathy okay i do have a weird question um i feel like all humans have this i think keep saying humans like i'm not one of them no it's important to i'm a human specify uh we all i feel like everyone has like a little thing they can do that's like super unique to them mm. and like weird and rare like when i was younger i used to dream events and they would happen exactly as i dreamed them the next day and i don't know if that was like just my mind being like, that, that, or like me making it up or whatever was mm -hmm, going on. Mm -hmm. We all have weird coincidental <laughs> things. Is there something you can do that you're like, that isn't technically, like it borders on a superpower, but it's not, but it's not normal and you can't explain it. I want to talk more about what you just said with your premonitions. Oh yeah. Oh, I want to know if you have a superpower. <laughs> so, um, I felt like I gave myself a superpower at some point. Um, in terms of identifying it, I forget. What was it? I don't feel like it's a superpower. And I feel like it might be the thing that I thought about. Like, it's the ability to. It's almost like a uh, an observer ability, where mm. I'm. I feel like I'm really good at kind of like turning invisible and just witnessing stuff. Yeah, and I would say that's a superpower. Because that's where I, I just like to. You learn I like to listen and observe and see and and use my probably not as good empathic abilities to like feel what's going on and read a room and and then chime in when I need to. But I kinda... wish that I had that ability though. Like the, I wish I could. I had the capability. Of shutting up long enough to be like a fly on the wall. How, just, how, how like, do you know you? Wait. You, how do I know that I don't? Yeah. Do, I, <laughs> have you met me? No, I've tried before. I've tried to be like, it just like radiates out of me this extroverted energy. I can't control you just it. Can't help it. And the red hair doesn't help either. It. Someone said like it just just no. Like you can't. That's why they made her hair red in the Queen's Gambit. They needed her to stand out no matter what she was doing, and they gave her red hair. I love it so much, I'll let it slide. Um, 
All right. Fine. Okay. Fine. So by by design, yes. That's just kind of. It's just it. not right. in my uh, repertoire. Yeah. For characters, I yeah. For me, I default into that kind of position, and I'm like, <laughs> all right. Uh, extroverted, introverted self. Yeah. He's like, I'm observing everything. This is gonna make a great character study one day. Mm. That's pretty cool, though. I don't know. I, I, I like the ability of being able to become invisible because there's this girl at my school who nobody ever tells anything to. She just listens and nobody expects her to be listening. And so mm. she she knows everything. And I'm like, girl. Yep, that's me. That's you guys me. are dangerous. People like you, dangerous. Or. Insightful. Well, I mean, it depends. And, you know, we're, it's all how you use the power. You could use it for good or do you use it for bad? <laughs> do you use it for good or bad? <laughs> I use it for. I mean, that's what I do in my in my main freelance job as a script supervisor. Is I'm not there to be a, a a loud voice directing stuff and making stuff happen. I'm there to witness things and then call stuff out when it's wrong or when something like there's some miscommunication happening and I kind of I smooth that it's over. Just the light gaze of Eddie. Just so it's like there's an issue. I kind of like I kind of like float in, say my thing, and then float out. And it's like, how did he know what was going on? It's like, well, I'm always listening. You're like, I'm always, I'm always present. <laughs> so that's... Um, I would consider it a little bit of a superpower. I think we should start calling these things superpowers. Because nobody can fly. That's not likely. That's why it's a super power. <laughs> Mine is like an average power. Yeah. I can call it. Well, you mentioned it was when you were younger. Yeah, I it's mean... It's not like a... It's not. A, is it a skill that you can you you're aware of that you can harness? And then like tonight, I'm gonna have. Like, I need, I'm gonna think about tomorrow. Like you become a private investigator, like a detective, and you can kind of see clues ahead of time. Like that'd be kind of cool. <laughs> That's a good script idea. No, when I <laughs> is it a script? Is it like a bit? Like did someone already make this into know. a series? No, when I I, I it's a little okay. cheesy is all. <laughs> um. Yeah, it is cheesy. I read Eddie one of my scripts once, and he goes. That was cool. I think you should change the lead character. And I said, I don't think I said that. I think you said it in nicer terms. I think I never finished reading it. Because I never I, finished writing it. And I was like, and then you got really sad that I didn't finish reading it. I'm like, I'm a slow reader. I wasn't reading at the time. And I felt bad for keeping you at the coffee shop. Well, I'm like, I didn't. Either way, I don't oh, remember. I remember that. Yeah, you got your hot chocolate then too. Yep. Anyway, no, uh, I, I used to have dreams of things that would happen when I was younger and then it would happen the next day. And it started right after my grandma died, actually. Uh, I was in like second grade and I remember being so scared of death and I had this dream one time, or at least before going to bed, I remember being like, okay, grandma, if you're still here, like I need a sign, like I'm freaking out. Cause that was my first experience with like, oh, this tie is cut forever. You're never gonna hear this person's voice again. And I remember I had this dream and I was on my bike riding around my neighborhood that I had lived in at the time. And um, there was this huge road that just like went up all the way up and there was like stopped and it was like these big golden gates. And I remember riding my bike all the way up and the gates opened and my grandma comes out and we just walked back down the street together and walked around the neighborhood. And I woke up from that dream knowing that there is no difference between life or death. We're all in the same, mm. I guess. Or at least like life doesn't stop when you die, at least is what I got from it. And so then from there, things kept getting a little weirder. Like I had a dream about my hamster dying when I was at my dad's house. And I came back to my mom's and I was like, weird. And so I go and I open the cage. My hamster was dead. And I was like, what the fuck? Like, this is weird. The weirdest thing, though, was one time I had this dream. And I was going to go to Wild Island the next day. And I was going to see this boy that I had a crush on. But, like, we were, like, in a weird spot 
and whatever. And we hung out all day. And then the storm rolls in and shuts Wild Island down. And I end up hanging out with this boy. I was in like sixth grade mm. at this point all nice, day. Nice. And I realized we're supposed to just be friends and that's fine. And the exact next day, the storm, the boy, the park, everything had lined up to exactly what I had dreamed. It was the craziest thing. And then it's not necessarily like when I got older, I still had these prophetic dreams or like what things that would tell me the future. But it was like, I have really, really, really strong intuition. And so I remember when I was in high school, we walked into this abandoned house with my friends because we were like, I'm an adult. We were going to go smoke in the abandoned house. Um, and I walked in and I was like, I'm an adult. I'm 22. <laughs> and I, I walked in and I walked into this house and I go, Sammy, we have to leave. And she's like, why? I was like, the cops are going to show up. She's like, okay, we're going to leave. And all of my friends were like, no, 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 we're going to stay. You guys can go. And I was like, okay, call me in 10 minutes. I get a call 10 minutes later. You're like, hey, you were right. The cops showed up. I was like, I know. Mm-hmm. And so, I don't know. It's just transitioned into more of, and I guess the empathy kind of plays into it, is I'm just very, my average power is being able to pick up the foreboding details as well as like individuals emotions does that make me sound crazy social do i sound crazy not social cues even because it goes deeper than that like being able to analyze and understand people like that it's kind of cool walks i feel like that's something i've definitely worked on a lot with being Mm -hmm. a director it's like i have to be able to feel what you're giving and feel if it's authentic or not if you have to work on it so yeah, it's different ways of pulling out the natural emotion from individuals. And, and, it's, and it's really cool to watch it when it works well on sets and stuff. Uh, and everyday life, it's, it's, it's kind of it's fun. It's kind of <laughs> creepy. It's kind of cool. So I'll talk to my friends and they're like, how do you know that? I'm like, because I read you. Or another thing I've gotten good at is like just predicting things. <laughs> so I don't know who's in the Super Bowl tomorrow, but maybe I can figure it out. You want to place a bet? You want to place some bets? Do you want to trust me that much? I don't know enough about football. Place like bets with money? No. I don't have any, so that'd be kind of great, hard. Great, great. Oh, you want the tomorrow's the Chiefs and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Who do you think's gonna win? Um, I kind of think the, the Chiefs, Chiefs are gonna win. Yeah. I'm calling it. If I'm wrong, then. But you're okay. I also know nothing <laughs> 50, about football. It's a fifty-fifty okay? chance. Okay, and watch me be fifty percent correct. Hundred percent correct. If I'm right. Yeah. Otherwise, I was 50% correct because I could say I thought it was going to be the Buccaneers right after the Chiefs. That's cheating. <laughs> That's cheating. Why don't, we take, why don't we take all the fun out of life, Eddie? Why don't we just... Well, if there's something called reality. I don't live by those rules. Yes, the universe you do. bends yes, to my you will. Yes, you do. Yes, you do. You're right. You're... Have you ever met someone who's like genuinely a sociopath and the only reason they don't like... Maybe I have. Okay. Maybe I have. Well, then never but, mind. This sorry. example's going south. No. Nope. Okay. Keep going. I was very excited to hear about the sociopath. No. No. I was just thinking of someone. Bang and giggle. Have you covered all the topics? Because I feel like you keep going back to that and then being like, oh, there's actually... No, there's more. There's more here. I wanted to... You mentioned... I think it was via Twitter. You were talking about a fan fiction kind of popping up about the younger you. Uh-huh. I just don't know how that happens or if that's something you really have to... If that's, how, what, what is... Well, I was, like, cool on the internet when I was younger. Like, 
like in a niche community, but like I had an entire wall of fan art that people yeah, would send me. Yeah, because you had, I don't know if, because you, your Instagram was initially, is that what you're talking about? The fan base you built yeah. from? Yes, but that was for, oh, this sounds so nerdy. I hate being an adult and having to say this out loud because these questions do come it's up. It's fine. It's for the Percy Jackson book series. Um, There's nothing wrong with that. No, but it's nerdy now. Is anyway, it nerdy? I, I think it's nerdy. I think it's nerdy. No, I think it's nerdy that I considered my status in a fandom as like so cool. Like, shut up, do your homework, stop starting drama on the internet. Oh my God. But yes, it didn't pop up recently. I was just thinking about it because I was going through, I go through my tagged post to see if I should untag myself in anything. That's another thing I've been doing is just untagging myself from certain people's posts because like on Instagram, on Instagram, oh. I'll just go through by tagged and be like, oh, I don't really want that on my profile in case anyone goes through it. It's a good idea. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's not anything bad. Like it's nothing incriminating. It's just like, mm, this doesn't really fit. It's just a bad photo. Well, I also just don't want it there. I'm like, whatever. You don't want but to be associated. Yeah, I got it. I was going through it and I also had to write an article on like growing up internet famous which even now isn't the correct term for it i would say notable internet notable internet notice worthy ish on a good day but okay. there was a time where someone wrote a fan fiction i think it was about me if it was really poorly written i think it was a joke there was multiple written there was one that was smut which was like me having sex with somebody that was a real fan fiction i read there was one about me falling in love with my best friend. There was one about my best friend crying over my grave. There was one about me in the Hunger Games. Like, there was a lot of stuff. There was more video edits. There were fan art. There was people that would send me, like, poems they'd written about me. Someone sent me an entire soundtrack once of songs they felt reminded them of me. Mm. Um, paintings of me. It was pretty crazy. It was, it was cool. But, like, as an adult, I'm like, that was cool. But, like, as a teen, it just inflated my ego far too much. And Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gave me way too much confidence where it was not due. I will say that. Yeah. But, you know, you grow into it. So that same... So that was then. Yes. And then I... And it stopped It stopped occurring. Like, that's not a thing yeah, anymore. Yeah, I mean, I went... When Based I went on announcing... your tweet, I thought... I, th I just thought, like, that was a, a another thing that popped up. Was it, or, okay. No, it... I mean, it does pop up. I was going through my... It didn't pop up for anyone but please, me. It please. just popped up for me. Okay. Gotcha, gotcha. But, um, no, I went to university in Mount St. Fairies. And then I, I, I think I deactivated my Instagram after, like, shortly after that. Because I was just like, this just doesn't fit me anymore. And I wanted to rebrand and, like, just be Ansley instead of being, like, this fangirl. Because once you get into that rut, you never really get out. And I didn't want to be labeled as like an internet girl, internet fan girl. I'm an actress. I wanted to do acting. That's what mm -hmm. I want to do. Mm -hmm. Never want to get stuck anywhere. It's why I'm considering deleting my TikTok. But, yeah. What do you do on your TikTok? The fuck if I know what I do on my TikTok. Is it not acting? No, it's not acting. I don't even know. Like, I've had random videos do really well recently. Like, I hit 90,000 followers this morning. And I'm probably at a few thousand more. Because it's just going... Crazy, and I don't even know why. Like, the last one I posted was about me being a redhead. Like, that's a video that needs to even be made. There's another one of just, like, it's just, like, random stuff, too. Mm -hmm. Like, my videos don't consistently do well, but consistently some of my videos, like, make it to the main sure, algorithm. Sure. And all my friends are like, oh, you're TikTok famous now. And I'm like, ew. First of all, no, because that's not even on the same realm as, like, Charlie D'Amelio. Like, well, that's the head. 
That's she, the head she's of the, the peak. She's the peak. Did you cut off the head of the snake? Seven more <laughs> No, I, I just, I don't know. I, I think it's just funny. Like, I just go on and post whatever stupid shit I want, but and then I leave. It's, and still, like, cre- don't... it's still creative. Like, it's a yeah. creative outlet in which you are performing. No. It's true. And, and, I mean, it is good because people have watched some of my stuff and been like, you should really get into acting. Like, people have commented that. And I'm like, what do you... <laughs> like, my IMDb is linked in my bio. Like, you can't miss it. But... But I think... I was going to say, I think that plays... Because you've gotten me a couple times, too, where I'm like, wait, that didn't happen? <laughs> or, like, you'll kind of go on... Uh, no, I tell real stories. You've you, There's one that I reached out, I'm like... What's like? What's up with this? And you're like, oh, I like I actually just made that up. Like you told me that it was like a Snapchat rant you went on once, and you told me you made it up and it wasn't real. Really? Yeah. I don't recall that at all. Yeah. I know that like totally takes away my credibility, <laughs> but for the most part, no. Every story I have told has been true. But for me, I thought about it. It was an actor. Like you know, people oh, do I their see. people do their monologues all I the see. time. No, my life is just genuinely that unfortunate. Like yeah. I. <laughs> Okay. No, I'm kidding. I really, I don't, I don't remember this story okay. at all. I probably accentuated it. What I was going to say was I feel like you do a good job of making it seem real. <laughs> but I guess it was real the no, whole it, time. it is. I can't think of a single story I've told on the internet that I've like then, completely lied about. Because then that would play into the whole, the comment of you should consider acting. Because it's like, this isn't acting because this is just you as real person. So it's like, have you considered acting? I do love when I do my accents randomly. Because I just switch them on and off and don't really notice it or realize mm-hmm. it. It's just like, it really is unfortunately one of the most annoying aspects of my personality. I just switch into whatever accent feels right and on tiktok i'll do that in videos people are like I, I thought you were australian i thought you were australian i thought you were british i'm like no i'm from reno i'm from nevada i'm from nevada the land of brothels and slot machines oh, geez, super fun funky now i really want to know what story it was that i told I you i don't remember fake. i don't remember let me have cortana trying to listen in on this over there cortana yeah all right I feel like we didn't... I feel like I missed something in there. But either way, we're moving forward. Away from internet fame at a young age. Cool. Or, is there anything else you wanted to say about that? Um, don't get influential on the internet at a young age and think it disappears. It doesn't. It doesn't. It doesn't. People still will recognize me and be like, aren't you that crazy Jackson girl? And I'm like, shut your fucking mouth. Really? Shut the fuck up. Yeah. Dude, weirdest thing, was getting to APU when I hadn't been posting for like two or three years at this point and having this girl run up to me and be like, oh, I know you. Oh my God. And I was like, ah, fuck. And I was with like all my new friends too. You know how uncomfortable that is? To be with like your new acquaintances and someone be like, I idolized you. Oh my God. I think it's cool. Because it's like, oh my gosh, look how famous I am, new friends. Don't you like me no, more now? No, because then it's a disappointment. Because <laughs> then it's a letdown. <laughs> They're friends with me. They're like, wow, this was cool on the internet. That is upsetting. How do you feel about um, The Social Dilemma? I didn't watch it. Do you know what it's about? No. Social media. And it's on Netflix, yes? Yeah, it's a good one. I was told to watch it by my journalism professors, and I just didn't. It's a good time. It's very interesting to think about the behind the scenes of social media and the algorithms and why it's there and why it works. And I was kind of curious on how you navigate social media and how much time you spend on it and what you do with it. Because like you kind of mentioned deactivating accounts and you've had an influencer-esque 
notoriety online, before. Yes. So. Yeah, I, I'll be honest, I don't pay attention to it at all. I think, I think I notice when my posts don't do well, but I just delete them if they don't, like, because I have, like, Is it, okay. I don't know. Like, I'm just like, oh, that clearly wasn't a good post. Like, then I don't want that on my profile. Gross. Does that affect you emotionally? or is It, it... used to. Okay. When I was younger, I was like, God, these girls in my classes are getting so much more, like, likes on their photos than mm -hmm. me. And now it's like, okay, gross. Like, you've got too much shit to do. You're already worried about who you are as a person. Like, who is going to let likes on the internet determine you? But then again, it's hypocritical because it feels really good when like people are like, wow, you have a lot of followers and blah, 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 you do this really well. And I'm like, I literally, and that's why it's like weird because I don't care about it. Like I don't, mm -hmm. I don't put a whole lot of effort in. I just kind of fuck around. Like even with my YouTube when I was younger, it was just shits and giggles. Like it's literally just whatever I want to do. And I'm like, here, here you go. You can have this. You guys can look at this if you want. And then other people treat it like, this is really cool that you're doing this. This is so fun. You are cool. And I'm like, eat ah ooh. What? Hello? So I don't know. It's like frustrating when like you you put you because then it's <laughs> this is what I will say about the algorithm. I hate that for the most part I put zero effort in and zero thought into half of what I post. Cause I'm just like, fuck it. Like literally whatever I want. Mm -hmm. And then it's the times when I put in the effort to like editing a video or like learning a song or like something that took actual skill and commitment and dedication and is actually a reflection of like my capabilities as a performer and it's just like ignored and I'm like okay great so now it's annoying because uh, I'm only getting recognition because I have a, a a traditionally attractive face to people in media awesome cool I'm funny sometimes and I can sing so you should pay attention to that more nerd <laughs> so yeah Social media is interesting. Mm -hmm. Why? Do you pay attention to it? What's life like from the, like, the director side? I am curious, though, because I know it from like the actor. I'm setting myself up to look like someone who could be a star. That's how I'm playing it. I do put more effort into it now than I ever did before because I'm about to take off into this little... As soon as I graduate, I'm just going to go for it. I hope it works out. No, for sure. For sure. How, wait, how do I approach it? Mm -hmm. Yeah, because you... Because promoting films and like finding actors and, and I don't know. How do you, what do you do with social media? I don't feel like I do. Okay, for my, for me, social media is pretty much, I have three platforms, right? There's the, there's YouTube, mm -hmm. Facebook and Instagram. I don't really mess, I don't do TikTok and I don't. I don't post on Snapchat. So those are the three. I do the podcast. That goes to YouTube. YouTube. I do short films. Those mm -hmm. go to YouTube. And then Instagram and Facebook funnel stuff to the YouTube. So you're mainly on YouTube. So that's where the big effort stuff lands. And then... On Facebook, it's just about... Like promotionals? Yeah, like I try to mix it up because I feel like with weekly podcasts, I'm like, oh, every week I'm posting about a podcast. This must be annoying for all the friends that I have that have to see these posts. Um, so then I'm like, all right, well, now I got to sprinkle in some non-film-related non Eddie tidbit thoughts that hopefully people like or people react to or demonstrate that I'm more than just a promo my content yeah whatever <laughs> so then I think about that and then Instagram I'm like 
Well, because I, of course, I mean, I'm on, I'm on the same, I'm on the same what? If you think about it as an airplane, we're both, you know, trying to, you know, yeah, right. So. <laughs> yeah, right, whatever. Um. <laughs> so I think about, all right, what do I put here to demonstrate myself as a, as a director? And I put, I put like effort into all of my posts because I, I don't think I've had much luck with just like putting up something willy nilly and having it go. Yeah, <laughs> it's different. It's it's um that God, I sound like such an asshole. I'm like, yeah, it's pretty privileged, but like genuinely, <laughs> like I don't know, I'm older and I get treated different because I've grown into myself and I have to acknowledge it and use it to my advantage, otherwise I'm an idiot. Um I will say though, the first time, because I remember when you messaged me first on Facebook and you're like, hey, I'm coming down to LA. I, I hear you're already there. We have friends that are in like social circles, like would you want to like catch up and like work together sometime? And I was like, yes, of course. And I remember being like, oh, this is like, cause I knew who you were. I knew about you. Yeah. I'm working with Egos. Really, Bam, bring it up. <laughs> no, because you were like established and you seemed, you presented yourself as an individual who knew what you wanted to do and what you were doing and you were doing it well and confident and you didn't want to wait on anyone else to do it with you. And so I was like, I respect his hustle. I respect his ideas. I respect the way he's going about this. And so even though you may not necessarily utilize social media, the way you present yourself is very committed, dedicated, ready to go. And so even if it's not, hi, I'm Eddie. This is Eddie. It's very much like, hi, I'm Eddie. Let's do this thing. Like, let's work on it together. It's different from different sides of the coin. Like you're, I guess behind the scenes and right. I'm fucking in everyone's face all the time, all the time. <laughs> and so I have had yeah. to learn to use that to be great. But for what you're doing, the way that you do it sells and it works and it's convincing. And so even if you don't believe it and you're like, well, I'm like, yeah, that's Eddie. That's Eddie's well, next project. Okay. Well, there's, there's two different aspects there. Cause mm-hmm. is that me as an individual person, a person that's giving that, or is that my social media presence that's giving that? I, I mean, I think they're the same thing though. Okay. Yeah, like, because I don't want to, I mean, I don't, I try not to, I mean, I know I talked about it a lot, like presenting myself a certain way, but I'd like to think that the presentation I give out is still me. It's still like an accurate reflection of, what I'd want people to think when they get to know me is like kind of fun, little aesthetic here and there, but ultimately an idiot. Like that's what I want people to know about me. Mm. Yours is because you you are very to the point. Like you're ready to go. You you don't waste a lot of time. It's like it's, we're having too much fun here. Let's get to yeah, work. Yeah, stop laughing. Let's get to work. Hey, you <laughs> stop laughing. Okay. No, but like your posts, it's not it's not that it's just like I'm Eddie. I'm a professional. It's, hi, I'm Eddie. I want to work with you. Let's do this. Okay, cool. Here's my stuff. Cool, I did this. Yay. It's just, it's believable and it's authentic. And I and those are two words that I feel like a lot of people need to remember. You don't try because you don't need to. You just do what you got to do. And it comes naturally. At least I'm saying that. No, but it I... seems like it's genuinely like, here's what I'm going to do for my film, for my podcast. Here's what I'm going to do to promote. And it still reads as part of you. You're welcome. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, it sounds like you did a great job of summing up uh, me. I'm very observant. Thank you. You're welcome. Great. <laughs> I think we are nearing um, <clears throat> last few topics. Mm-hmm. Did you have any other thoughts? Uh, okay. Mm-hmm. It's 2021. Yes. 
Do I have any thoughts? What are your... <laughs> what In are general? You, what's... You've, you've, Sloths freak me out. You've, you've got the... Uh, you've got the theater play coming up. Yes. After that, you graduate at some point. Mm -hmm. And you're giving... I don't even... So what... What... What am I doing? What is life? What is... That's a great question. Is, I... I'm... And I think a lot of people obviously have this exact thing when they know, when they're standing on like the precipice and they're like about to jump and mm -hmm. it's that like trepidation and that like fearlessness that comes with it, but also like that terrifying, like gut wrenching, like I can do this so wrong and ruin my life. Yeah. And so I'm at that precipice and I'm looking down and I'm like, okay, it's not that far of a drop. Like it's going to be fine. Mm -hmm. It's going to be fine. And I think that if I were doing the exact same thing I was doing at 19, I think, I think I'd look into that precipice and I'd say, okay, I'm jumping and I wouldn't have a parachute and I would combust. I think now I, I feel genuinely like, okay, let's do this. I'm like, I'm ready to go. So it, it really is, it's hard to say because everything is so up in the air with the pandemic still looming and the industry not awaking. And of course, like representation wise and just like getting myself out there. It's always hard from this, from the immediate get go. Um, but I plan to graduate. And then depending on what my summer job is doing, if I'm able to do it remotely, cool, I'll do it remotely from Los Angeles because then I get to be here. I got to be auditioning. I get to keep my days free. Like, sure, it's early morning and I'll be exhausted, but it's worth it for the pay, the interaction, as well as the availability. So that's my tentative goal is I have tentative roommates. We have a tentative place that we're thinking, like an area we're thinking of moving into. Mm. But as soon as I graduate, like I might have to go to Reno for a little bit, but like it's, I'm not stopping. I'm, I'm not going anywhere. Like, I'm sticking here. I'm staying here. I'm making it work somehow. It's going to happen. It was funny, though, because we were doing um, text work the other night with one of the professors. They called us in for, like, 30 minutes to do work on Shakespeare. And I, I, I do it, and, and we're just chilling. And then she goes, you know what? You are really good. I think you should keep going with this. And I was like, what do you mean? You've trained me for three years. I would hope you think I should keep going in this. Mm -hmm. She was like, well, I just, like, I think... If you, I don't want to tell you what to do, but if you wanted to keep going, you could. And I was like, I would hope you're saying that to all your students. But genuinely, like, what wow. am I doing after this? We're going to keep going. We're just going to keep going. And we're going to struggle. And we're probably going to do more podcasts and short films and whatever else. But creatively feeding your friends creatively feeds me. And I love working with people. And I love talking to people. And I love talking to my friends and seeing where they're at in different parts of their lives. And I'm really excited to be surrounded by all the people that I've accumulated in L.A., the three years that I've been here and just be like, this is my life now. And this is how it's going to be. And I'm ready to be stable here mm -hmm. instead of like, oh, I'm back in Reno or now I'm in Austin or oops, I'm in Virginia randomly for three months. Nobody asked me about that. <laughs> mm. I'm just like, I'm ready to be here and like be present here. If that makes sense. Yeah. I'm ready to go. Great. Yeah. Cause I know there was, there was a portion. I, th I don't know if I was asking about, yeah, making having you be a part of a short earlier or something, but like yeah, every, it was in September. Every time I would hit you up, I you were like, like, "I'm so sorry." You were in a new, you're like in a new non-LA location. I'm like, "Oh my gosh." <laughs> yeah, I think over quarantine, which probably doesn't reflect well on me, but I was in LA for a little bit during quarantine. I was mainly in Reno. I was in Texas for a little bit. Then I was in Virginia. Yeah, I like to be around. <laughs> but yeah, I hated, and that was another thing. Is I was like, I hate. I hate my friends because you reached out to me. Um, my friend Colin reached out to me. There were several people that were like, hey, are you in town? We'd love to have you do this. And I was like, 
It's like, it fuck. Happens, it happens. Yeah, so I got to be here because I want to actually be able to like show up randomly on sets and be like, hey guys, anybody need coffee? All right, fine. We're hanging out. Mm-hmm. No, I'm not in this. I'm just hanging with my buds. Yeah. I don't know. I think it'll be fine. No, for sure. Yeah. Has anyone else from Reno? I know. I know the boys like Brantley and um, the boys. The boys. I'm completely forgetting his name right now. What's the question? Anyway, um, <laughs> has anyone else that you know have made it down from Reno? Because I feel since, like Reno are really like niche and up Since here. my move, mm-hmm. I don't really feel like many people have come down since that or i mean i guess i feel like you've either lost connection with the reno people so it's like new reno blood that maybe you're moving down that i just don't know about but uh new reno blood it's funny to be down here having no idea what i'm doing to get messages from people in reno being like asking about how to can you give me advice in this this and this and i'm like I can. It'll be wrong, though. Like, no, like, maybe not. No, my advice what, is very yeah. unorthodox because I'm just like, sh- just fucking go for it. It's not that easy. You're going to get hurt. You're going to get boo-boos. It's okay, though. The boo-boos are kind of worth it. So just make the jump and, and figure it out? Yeah, stand at the precipice and jump with a parachute and hope it works out. I don't really get asked for advice as much these days, which is a bummer. Do you have any that you would like to give? Like, okay, Eddie, how, Eddie, I would like, I would like advice though on, because obviously you're, you're, you don't get to work as much anymore because of the pandemic and the indie film was kind of suffering. Sure. So like, what do you do to like occupy your time? How do you, how do you do, how do you, how do you finance yourself? How do you finance your projects? What is that like? Start GoFundMes? We support (laughs) Eddie.com. Do you have a website? A website just for you? Yeah. Okay. I'm sh- really showing my hand with how much I know about my... <laughs> um, there's a lot of questions. Okay, we you had texted me about this prior, and I, I sent you a response, which regardless, mm-hmm. I felt like it was in one of those like classic, I feel like I'm overloading with how much I'm up to and what I'm doing. You know, it's probably not helpful. But... I spend a lot of time, I feel like doing that. Like I, I go very slowly with my days just because there's nothing going on. So instead of getting all my to-dos done in the morning and having the whole day of nothingness to do, I'm kind of like, well, I could, you know, the goal is half an hour of reading, but I'll spend two hours on this task. Of I'll read and I'll sit and stare at the sky for a bit and then I'll go for a walk and then, all right, sweet, that was my half hour read. That was good. Oh my gosh, it's been two hours. No way. The less hours to do in the day, nice. Yeah, exactly. Um, how do I fund myself? I keep, I think that my trick has been always keeping my overhead costs very low. So like, it would, let's say like even the thing that I was doing, my first two and a half months of work in 2020, funded me through like the first half of the year that's good where i was like well i don't even need work because i have enough money to live and go into a new apartment because i don't i don't spend money on anything (laughs) just in case i'm like luckily i you know i i the living situations are like 
you know, splitting an apartment and utilities. I don't have I don't have a car payment currently. Do you drive? And, yeah. You have a car? Yeah, I have a car. How do you not have a car payment? It's, it's like paid it's, off? it's a paid off car. Oh. It's it's gonna die soon, but for now, it for now it works. Um, I. Yeah, I don't. I cook all my own food. So you just like plan really well ahead. It sounds like, or like you just limit. I I eat. limit the luxuries for sure. Where like my well, my we gotta gotta yeah yeah like my snacks. So I'm like, ooh, I think I deserve like. <laughs> Stop! I don't want to. It's like it's like, I'm, it's like oh, I'll get some I'll get some ice cream this time. I really need it. <laughs> you know how stupid it is that I'm like I'm gonna treat myself today, and then I'll like go buy a paperback book for ten dollars and be like, oh, that's a lot of money. <laughs> yeah, no, for sure, I feel that. I feel it's that. It's good conditioning, though. It's good it's, conditioning. it's good to. Um, Who knows? I'll make TikTok money one day. Because I, I just feel like until until work somehow becomes consistent enough to where it's like, oh, oh my gosh, I have consistently made this amount and my rates have gone up and blah blah blah, and I have a track record of keeping it together. Mm-hmm. Now I can. I don't know. I don't even like the idea of like, oh, now I can afford a new car and I can afford a $300 payment a month. It's like, well, mm-hmm. now let's just, now I'm forced to make that much money forever because I have this new payment. I don't know. It's a weird. Oh, that's an interesting thing you just said. Now I'm so forced weird. to make that amount of money forever. Ah, so I should stay broke forever so that I never. Or. Cause you might the, be onto something. Well, the trick is, I'm trying to, I want to read more financial books actually. But like, I, I want to have an envelope save, tithe. Because the, the trick, the trick they say, and I've never, but I don't even know how to pursue it. You should reach out if you do know. Give me some advice. Please, but me like, too. But like, here's my it, Venmo. If you do have extra money, rather than putting it into into buying an expenditure, like, oh, I need I need a new laptop, or I need blah blah blah. Instead of putting money in that and it's just out the door, you put that money into an investment. That'll pay you back later. Okay. So, so like buying the GameStop stock. Yeah, exactly. It... Getting in on the stonks and... Stonks. Or, or whatever the case may be. Like I know there's like tons of options. It's not, obviously, it's not just stonks and whatnot. But there's lots of ways to make money. And putting the extra money into stuff that can give back versus stuff that's never going to give back. And buying stuff with the money that you make from the investment versus directly from the money you already have, if that makes sense. It's so funny because you're so strategic with like, I don't know. I just feel like you are very secretly strategic in everything you do. You're like, I must think of this and this and this. Oh, good, there's that. Probably why you're a great chess player. Planning is important. I have to wing it. I got to wing it. It's real bad. I don't have to. I guess I just end up doing it unconsciously. And I'm like, this is the best option for me. Mm-hmm. Like when my um, car died on the way, I was driving back from Azusa to Reno. This was the end of the year. And my car died. Literally, the engine just stopped. I was in Victorville, California. So I was still like six and a half hours away. My car died in front of a big ass semi truck going like 120. So I had to like coast off and hope I didn't get hit. It was gnarly. All the lights are flashing at me. And I was like, all right. What do we do now, boys? And so it's, it was, I don't know. You got to wing it every once in a while. Is there anything in your life that's like unplanned? I'm not not saying you have to plan every element of every decision you ever make. 
because that kind of stuff does happen. You don't plan for your car. Though. I did plan. Actually, I manifested that. Now I said, give me a journey. I'm kidding. Okay. It was a joke. Well, I mean, I feel like I'm in that situation with, with my car right now where it has this overheating issue. And I'm like, it's got like maybe a month, two months to live. So what's your plan when that happens? Are you just going to go buy no, a new then car? I'll, I'll have to. You're going to get a scooter? I have to. No, I, I, I have always had a dream. And I think I'll, I'll make it happen with this next one. No way. What is the dream? It's a tiny car. <laughs> I want like a smart car, like one of those smart for two little egg cars or like a Fiat 500. Okay, but what are you going to do when like you have to carry stuff, like film equipment or like it's, people? It's, it's, it's a rare occasion. You want to buy... I, mean, I, don't, I, don't, I don't do that these days. When I, when I work as a script supervisor, I have a backpack and an iPad. When I go grocery shopping, I have like three bags of groceries. When I shoot stuff, other people are bringing the equipment. If I, like, I don't, mm. I don't have to do that stuff anymore. Interesting. So the only situation that comes up is like, oh my gosh, I have to move to a new apartment. Then, you know, hey. Can you rent a U-Haul? Renting U-Hauls is actually I know, I know pretty you have cheap. A, I know you have a Prius. <laughs> I only drive a Kia Soul. Yeah. There's like car bias going on out there apparently everyone's like of course they drive a kia i'm like what's wrong with a kia people there's always been car bias i don't understand i drive a redone hyundai sonata that's it i don't know i don't i don't put much stock in cars sorry i keep seeing that door open and because i've gotten used to seeing my own feral cat outside of my blinds like this mm. i just keep thinking that she's somehow followed me here okay let's end on that let's end on you talking about this my cat. feral cat because it's a wacky story <laughs> Yeah. Um, and I know it's a thing that probably comes up out of boredom is, is how I envision the... Uh... <laughs> so so I, I move into my apartment, student housing. So I have the whole thing to myself. It's included in my tuition. Um, $3,000. Uh, it's pretty nice, actually. $3,000 a month? No, no, no. For the semester, thank God. That's cheap. Yeah. Yeah, except that they took away my financial aid, so unless I get that shit back, I'm in the hole $23,000. Anyway, uh, let's not talk about it. So I'm in my apartment alone. I've made this world for myself. I don't talk to anybody. I just stay there. I mm. do whatever I want. You know, and one day I'm doing my eyebrows, and I just look over. And here's what's funny. Another thing about my average powers is I literally was thinking to myself the day before, I think I kind of want a cat. And so I was sitting there doing my eyebrows, and I, like, look over, and I see this little black and white kitty sitting there, and I'm like, like, this has never happened before. Cat's never been on my patio. I was like, okay, hey. And then she, like, wouldn't let me get near her, but wouldn't leave. And so I fed her a little bit of dog food. I was like, maybe a hungies. Who knows? And obviously, in hindsight, that's probably, like, the first thing that feral cats look for is, like, someone who's going to feed them a constant mm -hmm. food source. Mm -hmm. But I fed her, and then she stayed. I was like, okay, so, hey. And so I jumped the gun and went to Target and bought a bunch of cat food and, like, cat bowls. And <laughs> I really was like, yeah, I have a cat now. I've had her for maybe, like, two hours at this point. And so I run back, and she's still there. And I've left for, like, I'd been gone for a good minute. And I was like, oh, my God, she's still sitting here. That's freaking crazy. And the next day, she was there again. And I was like. So when you say here, are you talking about, like, in the apartment or, like, on the patio? So it's like, it's like if this is my room because I have double little sliding doors in my apartment she was like right there it's literally like the same layout like okay. just like this except it's on the ground it's 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 a first floor and it's like a a fence with like a little gap under it and she like snuck under and then it started progressing where like she would let me get closer to her while she would eat or she wouldn't run away when i would open the door or she stopped hissing at me as much uh she still does 
And <laughs> I tried to feed her a treat once. And I, this is how I know she's feral, feral. I don't think she's ever been pet. I don't think she's ever been in a house until me. I don't think she's ever been fed before me, like, hmm. like this. Mm-hmm. And so she, <laughs> I like try to feed her this treat and I see her paw go up and she just smacks the shit out of my hand. And I was like, you idiot. Like, that's not how you're going to get the treat. Are you stupid? Um, but then one night, and this is when I really solidified her as mine. It was raining. I was like, this cat, she's sitting at my back door, mm. empath. I can, I'm like, let the cat in, let the cat in. She was just meowing. She looked miserable. And so I called Rose and I was like, tell me not to let this cat inside. And she goes, I'm not going to. And I said, excellent. So I just opened the door and like poured her a can of food and she entered and thus the epic journey began. So now every morning I wake up and I open my back doors and Gemini comes right on in. She's got six toes on her, six toes on her two front paws and she looks like she, I don't know, she's really cute. Um, what does the six toes mean? I don't know. When I saw her, I immediately noticed that she had extra toes. Let me see if I can, hold on. I saved a picture of it because it's just so wacky. I feel genuinely like you have to be able did, to did see Did you it. Google it? Like, my cat has six toes. My cat has six <laughs> toes. What does this mean symbolically? Yeah, like, <laughs> does that mean it's, like, mutant? On both of her paws, like that. Hmm. Yeah. It's an interesting paw. It is an interesting paw. And um, I don't know. She's mangy and she's dirty, but I don't think she has rabies and I don't think she has fleas. So I'm really optimistic. And so every morning I wake up and I let her in and I feed her. And sometimes she'll let me pet her and then she freaks out at the touch of a human hand. But she wants me to pet her. Anyway, but she's great. I don't think I'm going to keep her keeper. I think it's more of an alliance than an ownership. Uh Uh-huh. Well, fingers crossed she doesn't have fleas and doesn't have rabies. Fingers crossed. She's just been laying on my couch and shit. Yeah, maybe it's. Uh, <laughs> hopefully, the empathic abilities can pick that up. Who knows? Yeah, right. I should have been able to tell. You know, I just look I at her know. in her little little slitted eyes, and I'm like, oh, she's got the rabies. She's got the bees. From that paw swipe. So, how long is this phase? Like, well, what's the plan? Like, with the cat, you can't really like. You're gonna. You're not planning on keeping it. Right. But you're gonna. You're planning on. This is a permanent friendship. Well, well, I... I, What's the plan? I know you're a fan of winging it, but like... (laughs) Well, because my mom... I called my mom and I told her about my feral cat. uh, Because it's just kind of like a bit at this point. But also, like, I do take care of this cat. And I do want to give her flea medication. You feed it, yeah. Well, I also bought flea medication. And so I'm just waiting for the right moment when she's not expecting it to slip it into her fur. Uh, that's a story Mm. for a different time but I thought my mom would at least dissuade me because that's like my number one indicator of if I'm doing something stupid stupid is if Lynn's like no but I told her about the feral cat she's like (laughs) aww and then I sent her a picture of the cat inside my house and I was like I was like I did a thing and she said aww she's warming up to you and I was like it's not really the takeaway when I see the images, that's for sure. <laughs> I love the photo I have of her hissing at me. Have you seen that one? The photo? Yeah, I think I have like, seen it. It's super scary. I'm like, I am not letting that cat near me. <laughs> she's so cute, though. She she is a bit she is a bit frightening. She does. There's a lot that lives behind the which, eyes. Which is a part of the beauty, I'm sure you see. But I seen. understand her. So I'm not scared of her. Mm. My, also... Here's, the, here's the, another quarantine thought is I'm like, this cat is a metaphor for my relationship. Everyone else is scared of her and she doesn't really want to be loved. Yeah, she yeah. wants to be here. And I'm like, I understand you, Gemini. Yep. So maybe she'll come around. Maybe I will too. Who knows? Great. Uh, on that. Well, thanks for coming to Eddie's podcast, everybody. <laughs>
where can people find you? How, mm. This is like the last, you know, your social tags and all that oh, kind of okay. stuff. Oh, okay. Um, well, I really only use, uh, I guess, Instagram and TikTok. So my Instagram is ansley.h987 and my TikTok is anslan999. I thought it was funny. It reminded me of Aslan. So, anslan. Oh. But yeah, that's where you can find me. <laughs> also, imdb.me backslash Hutchinson. Great. All right, cool. Thanks for being on. Good work. Thanks for having me. Bye. 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 Bye.